Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Welcome everybody to the Potterskew Podcast. I am CJ and with me as always is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? What's up? That's what's up. <laughs> I guess you are you'll promoting ne- beer drinking after you'll all. never know what you'll never know what I'm drinking. It could be a Guinness, it could be a Miller. I don't know. Tastes delicious. Yeah, and I don't have one, so uh fuck you. Uh <laughs> fuck you too. <laughs> Forever, whoever runs a beer company, if you want to like advertise, you know, I don't know what I'm drinking, but I'll, it tastes delicious. Dude, there's this. Beer, I don't. I don't have the can. Deb threw it away, and I meant to keep it, but it is what it is. I'm not gonna get shitty about that. But there's this beer company based out of the town next to me, and I found one of their beers at the local place. Oh my god, I would reach out to them for sponsorship in like a second because I'm sure they're they're not a Miller, they're not a Guinness, they're not like a national brand. So like. You know, just small town, small town beer town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, real quick, by the way, hold on. Look what I got on my my watch. So I have an Apple Watch. If you never knew that, I think you knew that. But oh, it's awesome. Yeah, you got a fucking logo on yeah, your yeah, fucking yeah. iWatch. That's awesome. Yeah. You you could have someone's like. Hey, do you have the time? You're like, I do. And oh, look, here's Potaskew. It's a quarter past Rico's face. <laughs> yeah. Quarter past a monkey's ass. Is that, did you just call my face a monkey's ass? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> ooh, 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 fuck you. <laughs> so tonight we are going to, um, we're going to, I'm going to catch up on things that we probably should have talked about months ago. Um, because I saw mm. in, since our last recording, I've seen four different comic book movies that I have not seen up to this point. And I saw them all in a matter of like a week. So all right. we, we're going to dive into, well, and two of them, two, two of them we've never really dived, we've never really touched at all. One of which I think we briefly discussed. And then the, the other one you rambled for like 40 minutes about, but um, <laughs> <laughs> what, okay, that could be anything, dude. I, the mystery is uh, surrounding this film. No, I'm gonna. Well, no, I'm gonna list them off. But uh, we're gonna be talking about into Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, uh, Aquaman, Venom, mm. and Captain Marvel once again, only because I've now seen it. So I want to be able to give my perspective on it a little bit. All right. So, what do you want to start with? Well, um. What do you think? Um, Spider-Verse? Well, sure. I'll, let's do Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. Okay. So, 
Oof, where do I start? Um, at the beginning. <laughs> in the beginning. Um, in a world where <laughs> Spider-Men are everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, so in the Spider-Verse, I... <sighs> So do you remember the conversation we had about Office Space and Boondock Saints and trying to I think there was a third one we talked about. No, I guess not. Where it was really kind of not overhyped, but the the hype that came to it that by the time I saw it, it felt like it should have been more than it was. Sure. That's kind of what happened to me with Spider Verse. I'm not gonna mm. tell you I didn't like it, because I, I those other movies that I just mentioned, I like them too. I just don't feel like the hype that I heard about them by the time I got my eyes on it matched. Okay. Well, um, did you like the story? Because- I did. I did. I there there are definitely parts of it I liked. I didn't expect Chris Pine as the original Peter Mark Peter Parker. That was a surprise because when he first he's not credited in the film. You had to no, look that well, up. It, he is on IMDb because I looked it up is, after the fact, but he—I don't think but, he's in the credits. You're right. And so, but you know that voice. Oh yeah. Like you, yeah. You're just kind of placing that voice. Like, is that Tobey Maguire? Who is that? Andrew Garfield. You're like, I know the voice of the and, original and, Peter Parker. Yeah. Yeah, of the original Peter Parker, the the blonde Peter Parker, essentially. Right. Um, the good Peter Parker, and then you're like, holy shit. It's Captain Kirk and not William Shatner. It's fucking. Right. It's Steve Trevor. It, yeah, it's. I'm trying to. There's another movie I know he's in that I really enjoy, and I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. But Smoke anyway. and, it's, it's the dude from Smoke and Aces. I don't think I've seen that. You've never seen Smoke and Aces? I don't think so. Dude, Steph hates that fucking movie. I love that movie. Which, by the way, not to get way off, but I was watching some fucking movie. Oh, shit. I don't know what it was, but Robert Downey Jr. was playing like an Australian reporter. It oh, was... Natural Born Killers. Oh, that's it. Yeah, we we Deb and I watched like the last like thirty minutes of it the other night. Dude, he is so good in that movie. I mean, the movie itself is weird and dark, and and Trent Reznor doing the music is yeah. fucking amazing. It reminded me a little bit of um, what Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas in terms of the weirdness factor. Um, I definitely see that. It is for me because it started out as a Tarantino film. Oh, did it? Yeah. So I thought it was John see, Singleton or something that did it. it. Well, the director is um. Oh, it's um. Oh shit! I'm uh, Oliver Stone. Okay, I knew it was a big name. I couldn't remember who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what it was? Have you seen the movie True Romance? No, I know okay. of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah. You need to see True Romance because then you'll get Natural Born Killers like in a bigger way. Okay. Because when Tarantino was young and hungry and pre-Reservoir Dogs, he wrote like a ton of scripts that he just was trying to get made. One of them became True Romance. One of them became Natural Born Killers. And originally, it was one long movie about these two couples Two okay. separate couples okay. going on their own random crime sprees. And then he realized he has two separate movies, split them, sold one as True Romance, sold one another one killers. as Natural Born Killers. So that's why you, because you saw the end of Natural Born Killers, it actually is story by Quentin Tarantino. And then Oliver Stone rewrote like 
the structure of it because I think originally it was Tarantino-esque, like chapters and shit. It still felt Tarantino-esque. I could see that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it is Tarantino-esque, has... but yeah. True Romance seem, is feels more like a Tarantino film, They're but it's structured like beginning, middle, end instead of middle, beginning, end, and then also bonus scene in the beginning and blah, blah, blah. And it's the dialogue is very Tarantino. Right. And to tie it back, Woody Harrelson shows up in Venom, who's also Spider-Man's enemy. So Mm Spider-Man, but no, but back to the Spider-Verse. No, that was a cool, cool little bit of information. Honestly, Rico, I appreciate that. Um, but into the Spider-Verse, I look, I did like it. Um, I, I like the story. I had an issue with a couple of the versions of the Spider-Men from the other universes, yeah. if you will. Um, although I did get into a heavy conversation with Mark about that. So he kind okay. of educated, not heavy in that it, like it was like heavy material, but just like he, a deep conversation. Like he was able to educate me on some of that stuff that I just wasn't as versed in. Like the... I- the the anime one yeah like he was very familiar with that particular version um and i like anime don't get me wrong i do so i know you don't but i do even if i was a fan of anime i still felt like that that storyline was so out of left field like i can i am fine with spider ham i see i i didn't like that either to be honest with you i i would have preferred other versions of traditional spider men or women yeah, like I like I like Spider Man Noir. Yeah, and I thought Nicholas Cage was perfect as that. And I hear a rumor they're going to make a spinoff of his, of his just the Noir stuff. one. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I think um, if they're going to do that, though, he has to have the Rubik's cube with him. One of the I'm going to figure out one of these how this conundrum works. Yeah. Um, I even like Sp- I, I even like Spider Woman slash Spider Gwen. You know, I I did yeah, like Spider-Gwen. that. Spider Gwen. I thought that was good. The only one I really had a problem with was the only well the two I had a problem with were Spider Ham and um Eddie Parker, one. I guess. Yeah, I look it's it, it, I don't know. It wasn't bad. We'll put it that way. That I mean like if if those are the biggest complaints I have, then it's really not that big of a problem. You know what I mean? Like what I would have liked to have seen was the Ben Riley Spider Man. Which is we talked about in in this we we talked about him in the uh, weird episode, okay. Um, Which is he looks like Spider Man, but he's got like a blue tattered vest jacket over. Oh, is that the Scarlet Spider? I think that might be the Scarlet Spider. Yeah, I think that's the Scarlet Um, Spider. Yeah. They included the Miguel O'Hara futuristic Spider-Man at the right. very end of the credits. Yeah, the Spider-Man twenty ninety nine, which I would yeah. have been, I would have preferred them replace the anime one with that. If you That's were going to do saying. a swap out. Um, by the way, do you know who did the voice of that one? No, who? It's Isaac Hayes, or I, I no, not Isaac Hayes. Um, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> it's Isaac. It's Isaac. Yeah, I know. I screwed up. <laughs> it's Jeff. <laughs> Hey baby, no. Um, Hello, spiders. No, Hi, it's Jeff. um, uh, it's uh, Oscar Isaac's. Okay, I recognize the voice too. I'm like, who the fuck is it? Okay, it's which is pretty cool Cody because Amber. you've got you got the guy from New Girl being Spider B Parker. Um, mm. you've got Chris Pine as Peter Parker, and then you've got mm. you know Oscar Isaac's as you know Miguel. So 
not to mention you also have uh, the girl from Bumblebee. Yeah, Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, she plays Spider Gwen, and she killed it. I think that was in a she really did cool a cast. great job. I liked Mahershala Ali as um, Prowler. The cop. Yeah, no, no, no. No, he's Mahershala, Prowler. Mahershala. Who played the dad? The dad. I'll look it up for you because I don't know, but it's not. I thought no. Mahershala played the dad. No, Mahershala was the uncle slash Prowler. Really? I yeah. totally. Okay, so who played the fucking dad? I'm I looking thought... it up for you now. Just give me a second. But um, um while Lily Tomlin as Aunt May. Yeah. Uh, by the way, so what did you think? About the spider cave. I was admittedly thrown off by it. So was I. I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, that's Batman. Like Batman gets his little fucking cave thing. But admittedly, there is probably a spider cave that we just never knew about in the deep in the comics. And probably maybe I mean, you know, I have said this about Spider-Verse. I would say I, we love all the Spider-Man movies for the most part. We love Tom Holland. We love Tom McGuire. We even love Andrew Garfield. We we love the lore. We love the video games. We love the character representation. We love the costumes with the villains for the most part. There are some good. There are some bad. We did vote for Tom Holland, by the way, just so you know. Ooh, yeah. There was a thing on Twitter, and they said, who's the best Spider-Man? And the choices were Holland, McGuire, and Garfield. And I picked, I did Holland. I I, I'm aware. Um, I just forgot for once. I was like, we voted. No, no, no. When- it's okay. But um, um, you're okay with that choice, by the way, right? Like we agree. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. In this, so what I was saying was, in the same vein of like, Batman has some great representation, has some great costumes, has some great blah blah blah. Pound for pound, I would say one of the most accurate Batman movies is Lego Batman. I didn't like it. I gotta be honest with you. I turned it off like thirty minutes in, maybe less. Like I really uh, you, didn't like you, it. Now, now that you watch Spider Verse, you should give Lego Batman another shot because it's the same type of thing, where it's poking fun at its history, it's acknowledging its flaws, it's what? acknowledging that that Batman went through eighty years of weirdness. At one point, fucking the sixties Batman, the dark, brooding Michael Keaton Batman, the violent Val. Uh, Val- uh, violent Ben Affleck uh, Batman. Which, speaking of which, we might have to talk about fucking Zack Snyder for a minute. Um, so I like Spider Verse oh, because yeah. I compare it to Lego Batman. It is very true to the character and true to the source. So even if it's a hodgepodge of all of what the fuck, there's a noir Spider Man, there's a Spider Pig, and blah 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 blah. If you're if you're ignoring all that bullshit and all that fun and great kookiness. It's very, very comics accurate and very character accurate. I um, so I've got it up. It, Jefferson Davis was the father, right? Because it's like uh, a stepdad. It's not like a father, father, right? But that's who that is. No, it's his dad, dad. No, it's his dad. Well, his last name is Davis, and he's Miles Morales, and his mother is Rio Morales. So I'm thinking it's a stepdad. It might have been there since birth, but he, I think he's a stepdad. I do. I always interpreted that as him just. Like the dad allow, they could also not be married. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, but the, he's played by Brian Tyree Henry. That's who plays him. Oh, I was way off. Um, well, then his uncle is not his uncle. Well, 
but just like he and he calls him dad so i mean it's he's probably been in his life his entire you know what i mean like he's probably been around his entire life and so is his well, uncle miles morales is not just hispanic he's also black half black right so, so it would be i don't maybe know they're not married. I, 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 like you maybe said, they're maybe not they're married, married. Or, or maybe or maybe for some reason they just chose to Go with. I mean, they're, they, it's very rare, but it is a thing where the children have the last name of the mother instead of the father, even if they're married. Yeah, but I mean, the mother's it's, listed as Rio Morales, so she kept her own name, which is certainly a thing that happens as well. So it could have been maybe that the dad wanted to distance his last name from Miles because of his brother. You know, maybe. he doesn't want well, criminal background. But, blah 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 blah. Yeah, but I think. I don't think the brother's Aaron Miles. I think he's Aaron Davis. Aaron, you mean Morales? No, I'm saying I don't think he's Morales. I think he's Davis, though. Davis. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the dad didn't give Miles the last name because he was, like, ashamed of his brother, you know, being a criminal. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe we're just fucking deep diving this and it's wrong. Maybe it's just something as simple as... You know, the dad got drunk and didn't fucking sign the paperwork properly. <laughs> Either way, the point being is that the, you know, so, but I liked Maharasha. Mah- I can never get it. I liked him as Uncle Aaron. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I'm i a big fan of his after watching True Detective Season 3. Um, really excited. Are you going to see Green Book? I want to. I just haven't had an opportunity yet, but I, I definitely right. want to. Yeah. Um, it's right on my list of stuff to see. So I also uh, got a, he was exaggerated in his, uh, in the artwork, but the voice was perfect. Fucking leave Schreiber as uh, oh, Kingpin. Yeah. I, but it doesn't sound like the leave Schreiber. I know because I watch a lot of Ray Donovan and he sounds very different than he sounds in Ray Donovan. Well, in Ray Donovan, he's doing a Boston accent, and in fucking uh, Spider-Verse, he's doing a New York accent. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not being critical. I'm just saying it sounded very different to me. Not that not that, that makes it bad. It was just, it's just not the Liv Schreiber I'm used to hearing. Because even when he's in that Wolverine movie, he sounds a little bit closer than he sounds to Ray Donovan than he does to... to... He, he sounds more Canadian. But he sounds closer to Ray than he does to right. Kingpin. That's all I'm saying. Um, See, for me... Leave Schreiber, when I first got, when I first first aware of him, it was um, the movie Scream. He was in the first three Scream movies. See, I've never seen those, so. So he's in them, but he has a more of a prominent role in the second movie. Okay. And But I also know him from fucking Kate Leopold. Yes, he's um, the cousin or brother or whoever that gets stuck, who gets like knocked unconscious because there's no elevators anymore. Well, he's he's her. He, it's weird because he, that movie plot's so fucking weird. It's a great romance movie until yeah, you totally. really think about it's it. Great romance, like, yeah, yeah. He's Kate, uh, Meg Ryan. Kate. He's Meg. Well, she is Kate. Yeah. She. He's Meg Ryan's ex-boyfriend, and he's also the descendant of Hugh Jackman's character. So he oh, finds he a, a wormhole. He's a. Does he? I, I never realized he was a descendant of that character. It's his, it's his ancestor. Okay. And he goes into fucking eighteen eighty six or something. Eighteen eighty whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, and brings Hugh Jackman back, the inventor of the elevator, Leopold elevator dude. Um, <laughs> and then brings him to two thousand and one or something. It's something like and, that. Yeah. 
And then the mystery unfolds, which is he realizes that she was at the party that he was supposed to fucking pick his future wife at. So he sends her back in time so she can fucking be with the love of her, her life. And the implication is that she is also his ancestor too, which means he's been fucking his ancestor. What is it with these time travel movies and ancestor fucking? Well, that's why you don't go back in time. You end up fucking your ancestor. Yeah, right. Um, okay. So, um, in other words, gonna... saber tooth. And now the weather. Expect partly cloudy skies with an excellent chance of maximum refunds. Wait, that can't be right. Oh, but it is. Who are you? I'm April. And we could see refunds raining down all tax season with people switching to Tax Act. Tax Act? The tax filing software that makes it easy to file for less and get more. New forecast. It's sunny days ahead for everyone using Tax Act. Always happy to brighten your day. Tax Act. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. See taxact.com for details. <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle? Is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast? The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Went fucking back in time, picked up Wolverine, brought him back to fucking New York. Yeah, right. And then sent back fucking Sally from when Harry met Sally. It should be called when Wolverine met Sally. And then he sent fucking Sally back, realized he's been banging Sally this whole fucking time, that she's his, she's his long lost grand, great grand fucking mother. And, and, and still a pretty good movie. Uh, also, okay, I think, if I can um, if I can make some sense out of all of that, I will also mention that the the Fox acquisition went through this week, like yeah. it's finalized. So Disney now which, owns all the all the things; they just own all the which toys. Te- which technically means the Queen Alien, the Xenomorph in Alien, is now a Disney princess. I would lean more towards um, Sigourney the Weaver's character. As Sigourney Weaver is a Disney princess, yeah. Ripley. Yeah. Ripley, that's it. Thank you. I just couldn't remember the name. Um, fucking Ripley, believe it or not, is a fucking uh, Disney princess. Oh, nicely done, sir. Nicely Thank you, done. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Um, also, Get away from me, you bitch! <laughs> some, some love to Zoe Kravitz as Mary Jane. I know it was a bit part for being Mary Jane. You wouldn't think she'd have a bit part, but um, she did a good job, She's too. G- She's got some comic book credentials on her too. She oh, totally. was, um, yeah. she's Angel. In, she's in the X Men First Class. Yeah, she's the other Angel. There's there's that other. Remember, there was like a Ben Foster Angel, and they brought the Angel character in um, Apocalypse. Oh yeah, yeah. Do with the wings, and yeah. like it's like metal yeah. wings and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah Which yeah. also stars Oscar fucking Isaac of all fucking people. I fucking um, love that scene in that movie because they're playing Metallica's The Four Horsemen as he's doing his change. It's awesome. Yeah, that's one of the few good parts of that fucking movie. If we're being honest. Well, we'll get into that in a minute because I saw the trailer for Dark Phoenix today for the first oh, time. Gosh. And it, yeah, all right. It, yeah. Um, but Zoe Kravitz also her stepfather is Aquaman. Right, right. 
Yep, yep, yep. Which we're going to talk about because I've seen that. But I want to stay with Spider-Verse for a minute because I don't want to get right. back to the cave for a second. Because So a couple couple cool things. Yeah, the cave threw me off. But there were a couple cool things about it. Um, first off, when they're going down the elevator, and you see a lot of the things that were Spider-Man toys that I'd seen or played with as a kid. And they were in the right. movie. And that's pretty cool. And then, Yeah, there was like a Spider-Man buggy or something. Yeah, and I had it as a kid. I did, so, too. I did too. Yeah. So... And it was a motorcycle, I think, or mm-hmm. something. So, um, I think that was um, because Japan made a fucking Spider-Man TV show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they, and the- they had him have a fucking Spider-Man copter. Yes, he did. Um, they basically went after Batman in that regard. You know, it was very yeah. similar to that. Um, the other thing that I liked was all the suits lined up. That was amazing. And, no pun intended. But yeah. Right. Um, did you notice that they had the game suit in there? The one with the white yep. emblem? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. And I thought that was very cool. For for the game being so so recent in compared to the movie that they got it in. Do you know what I mean? It I is, think it was a, but it is kind of a blink and miss it kind of moment. It is. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I didn't focus on it, but I didn't really focus on any of them except the one with the cape, and that was just so he could make the cape joke from the reference earlier in the movie. Which so, I think was a fucking reference to Incredibles. No capes! I thought it was a, a, a nod at Superman, honestly, but... I think it was Incredibles. Could have been. That's my... No, nope, could have been. I'm not going to argue that. Um, overall, though, I did like the story. thought it went well. Um, it, it's a fun movie. I'm not saying I didn't, again, that I didn't like it, but I just... Felt like between the Oscar win and the way Kevin talks about it and the way Mark Bernardin talks about it, you know, it it got really overhyped to me. Mm-hmm. You know, not that it wasn't good, but I think I don't know. I I mean, you I expected say, a masterpiece when it was just like, yeah, that was really good. It was really good. It was a lot of fun, and I've watched it a couple times. And actually, there's one t- one time I watched it, and I didn't get through it because I fell asleep. And I only fell asleep because I was exhausted when I put it on. Was there's an alternate version to the movie on the Blu-ray that I have yet to watch, and it takes the story in a whole other direction. Peter's roommate knows from like day one that he's Spider-Man. Really? And, yeah. And actually was there when he got bit because he does not get bit down in the subway like he does in the theatrical release. The spider Mm. actually goes all the way back to school with him and he gets bit at school. That's weird. Yeah, it's a whole nother version of the movie and it it looked interesting and I was curious to see how they finished it, but I didn't I didn't get to see the whole thing because again I just fell asleep. Now the only thing I had no idea that existed. I'm gonna have to watch that. Now, the only downside to it, I will give you a warning of this, is the parts that are new, and I'm doing air quotes for Rico, is they're in storyboard format. So they're not polished, cleaned up there. It's voice acted. It is voice acted. The, The recordings were done, but I guess they decided not to go that route or whatever, so they never animated the sections. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just be they, they probably had two separate ideas or maybe a whole movie. And then they're like, well, fuck it. Let's go this route or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. But it, it definitely goes a different way. So what's a little off putting about it is you'll get this clean, crisp, 
animation and then it'll switch the storyboard and one of the storyboard segments is like 25 minutes it's mm. long so just you know if you're gonna watch it be prepared for that but it is interesting to see where we're gonna take it i do need to watch the whole thing because i guess i fell asleep but um but i, I was thrown it. off i was thrown off by the way they had uh green goblin like that was well they changed a couple green things goblin. They did that with Green Goblin. They did it with um, Scorpion. Was different. Yeah, I I think I've heard Scorpion was. I think some versions of Scorpion was Hispanic. So making him it's, speak Spanish was okay. It's not the Hispanic. At one point, he splits into six legs. He goes into oh, Scorpion well, that legs. Too. Yeah, yeah, he that does too. like a robotic um, thing. Um, I I did think of like the Rock as the Scorpion King from like Mummy Returns. <laughs> right, that was the right. first leg I thought of. Um. I liked. I, I I have seen versions of a female Doctor Octopus, Olivia Octavius. I was going to ask you what you thought of that. I liked it. I didn't have a problem with it. I was just curious what your thoughts were. I did not have a problem with it. I I really like the voice actress. I like her, Catherine Hahn. I think Catherine Hahn. Yeah, yeah. I I've always thought she was hysterical and 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 kind of like 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 she's beautiful, but she's also like. She she's sort of being slightly pigeonholed in this role where she's like, like, did you ever see Bad Moms or whatever the fuck it's called? I've seen part of it. Deb really likes it, so I watched it. I, she had it on one day. She is the I don't give a fuck. I'm kind of the slutty drunk mom kind of character, oh, and I've I, seen her do those roles before. Wasn't she in private still parts as herself too? Hmm? Wasn't she in private parts as herself? The Howard Stern movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I didn't think she had much of a career. Private Parts is like 96, isn't it? Maybe I'm thinking of a different person. He ends up in the bathtub with her in his underwear. I thought that was Catherine I, Hahn. Maybe I'm wrong. No. I could I don't, be wrong. I, if, I think I remember Catherine Hahn being in the show Hung. I didn't see that, but I, I know of it, but I never watched it. So Which also starred Thomas Jane the Punisher, so... No, there you go. I don't um, anyway, so, but no, you're right. She did a good job. And, and like I said, I didn't personally have a problem with it being a woman. It it, it threw me only because I wasn't expecting it, but not because I had a problem with it. You well, know? that's the whole point is you're expecting Doc Doctor to be a male. And then and then the, the twist is, oh, this female doctor that's kind of weirdly attracted to this Spider-Man is yeah. all of a sudden using the fact that she's a woman to lure him into a trap. I thought yeah, it was yeah. a good twist. Um, no, I th- yeah, exactly. It was a good twist, and it just wasn't what I was expecting. Oh, I, you know, mm, Brittany Fairchild. I don't know. Anyway, I'm looking at. I was looking up the. I think Jenna Jameson's and is in that. I don't know if she's in the bathtub with him. No, she's the naked one at the end of the movie. I remember that. Um, now, co- uh, controversially, uh, Steph and I went and saw Spider Verse. It was my second time seeing it, and it was Steph's first time. Wait, can we I guess? Stephanie mom- hated it. She didn't hate it. She loved the story, but she hated the animation. The overall or the fact that they did different styles for the different Spider-Man? Um, she felt it was inconsistent because there were parts where it was hyper-realistic and then completely fucking cartoony. And I argued, well, that's the whole point. It's different Spider-Man, so therefore it would have different, different artistic kind of looks. But she felt that it it was jarring for the story and didn't didn't make it a coherent. 
Um, I, I'm more with you. I agree that it needed to be different styles because of the, you know, different well, universes and whatnot. I'm going to have her explain her case. So oh. you, you won't be able to hear. Here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. Hi, CJ. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome, Steph. Welcome to Pot Askew this week. How are you? I'm doing okay. How about you? Okay, I'm good. I'm good. So, <laughs> I um, I understand. I understand you didn't like the animation in Into the Spider Verse. Okay, I need to explain this a little better. Oh dear. <laughs> so what <laughs> I was saying is that we are in what's what's the main kid's name? Morales. Miles. Miles Morales. Miles Morales. Yeah. We're in Miles Morales universe, his version, his animation. Right. And his animation, his universe is polarized as both hyper detailed and hyper cartoonistic. I found that distracting. But what bothered me more is that the other spider people who are from different universe should be very different in animation to his universe. And and they were, except for... Um, sort of. It, but it was inconsistently kept so. So I found that the animation when it came to the other Spider-Men and woman was lazy. They were incredibly lazy. I, they, I disagree. They were inconsistent in being consistent. <laughs> That's what bothered me. It, I found it in uh, so distracting, especially since the story was written so well. But see, the anime, like, for example, the anime Spider-Man, Penny Parker, she seemed anime all the way through. And Spider-Ham was very Looney Tunes all the way through. Like, I didn't see a, a change in that at any point. Even the noir one was very, like, old school comic book, like, pixelated. Like, if you look closely, it's a lot of dots. Like, it's a dotted animation style and it stayed that way all the way through so i'm not i didn't see i don't know what you're talking about okay well maybe i was just perturbed with well, the morales universe that i was projecting it onto the other spider-man which is possible because i mean it was my first time seeing it so. yes and we do remember your thoughts on wakanda <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, I love the story. They actually did a really good story, which is pretty rare. It's rare. Jeez, I thought Rico was tough. Um, <laughs> I, I, and I was just saying to Rico, like, I, I liked it, but the problem was that I heard a lot about it, not in terms of spoilers, but in terms of just everyone hyping it up about being so good. That by the time I got to it, I felt like it was slightly overhyped. Oh yeah, that's that was how the Da Vinci Coach for me. See, I well maybe I didn't hear the hype before I saw it. I love that movie, but I didn't go into it with a lot of expectations. Like I just went to it with I want to see this. So no, uh, it wasn't for when I watched Da Vinci Code. I actually really enjoyed that. It's um my entire family and all my friends around me were reading the book first, ah, and they okay. were like, "Oh, this is so great!" And then I, when I sat down to read it, I was just like. Okay, so they presented the question, and then, oh, three paragraphs later, they gave us the, the solution. It's like, 
where in there did they allow the reader to, to try and piece it together themselves? Like it, it was, it, it harkened back to the Sherlock's where, you know, you try to the Sherlock books and stories where as the reader, you try to, to, to figure out what the solution is and something was, is kept out of reach. It was kind of like the opposite where, but in the similar thread of being frustrating, like they, they gave you the question and then, you know, barely any time at all, they gave you a solution. And it's like, no, but I, I wanted to figure that out myself. <laughs> and there we go, ladies and gentlemen, the proof that Steph is the most highly educated member of the Potterskew family because, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, where did that... Uh, Okay. And you got my my opinion on I have no idea why they won the animation award because I found it incredibly inconsistent and lazy. That's my two cents. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs> and that was the official last time we'll have Stephanie on. <laughs> um... I love Steph to death, but leave it to her to kill a movie that we love. Um yeah, I'm waiting for it to be like, oh my god, Endgame was so fucking like amazing. It was everything I wanted it to be. She's like, no. And here's what's wrong with it. I'm like, oh, right? fuck you, fucking Debbie Downer. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, speaking of Debbie Downer, Venom. Um, yes, the the what the complete the uh, what the dark side of Spider Man. Okay, so. First off, I want to I want to give a little bit of quick background on Venom for me, like personal mm. background on Venom. I saw Venom on Stars, the cable movie channel. That's where I saw it, and I just okay. saw it last night. And I want to give credit to Stars, I think, because they literally ran Homecoming and then Venom on purpose. So you watched Spider Man and then you saw Venom. So I think that was a good move on their part. I don't know. I liked I liked the lead up. To show what a good movie is and what a bad movie is afterwards? I guess. I don't know. But I want to start off by saying that I don't think I thought it was bad as a lot of people, yourself included. Now, right. I'm not going to say you're it's a great movie because it's not. Mm -mm. There's lots, mm -mm. Of, lots of holes, lots of plot problems. Although there is something... I think when you and I talked about it the first time, you, I thought I had said you weren't sure why he was in San Francisco. And they do reference no. that. Mm, I didn't say, I, I didn't question why he was in San Francisco. I questioned, because I know at one point fucking Eddie Brock is centered in San Francisco. Like okay. there's a whole storyline of him moving from Manhattan to San Francisco. But they even so. reference it in the movie. Like they don't just don't talk about it. He he's talking to somebody and I forget who it was and he said you kind of burn all your bridges. Oh, it's that boss guy at the cable place, the the black right. guy who's running the place. I'm not trying to be rude, I just don't remember his name. But he they're talking and he's like, You kind of already burned your bridges in New York so like they do reference that he had to come out to San Francisco from New York. True. I didn't have a problem with him living in San Francisco. I mean, hey, Bay, Bay Area represent. I don't give a fuck. I, I mean, we have no. Ant Man, we have Venom, sort of. I thought, I thought your problem was that they didn't reference why he was there, not that he was there, but they didn't reference I, the why. If I if I did, I didn't mean to have it come across like that. I okay. I think my problem was, and I've had a pro look. 
I Tom Hardy is an actor that I enjoy watching. I think he's a great actor. I also think he makes incredibly weird decisions to, with his voices and his accents. He um, sounded like he was he, from Boston. He had a bit of a Boston um well, going that's on. that that was my problem is because he there are parts where he sounds British, there are parts where he sounds like he's from New York, and there are parts where he sounds like he is from the Bay Area. And I just there was a lot of inconsistencies with his voice choices. You know, I mean to to make a phrase, his voice choice was weird. Um I do like because I know he provided the voice for Venom as well. I like his characterization of Venom. And he, I, I remember him basing him on like 1930s, like jazz blues singers. Like it's a weird, I mean, he, count for pound, he decides weird origins and inspirations for his voices. Bane, the voice that sounds like this is like, he got it from like his intelligence, his Caribbean background, and then he based it on a fucking like 1930s, 40s boxer in like from the UK. And he made this weird, of course, hodgepodge of a fucking voice. So he's a great actor. I just think he doesn't know how to speak. Well, I, I will tell you that I, this is the I haven't really woken up. Until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. The and I, I have a feeling you're going to argue with me a little bit, but but try to hear me out before you do, okay? Um, right. This is the f- most dialogue I feel like I've seen him ever deliver, and mm. and here's why: because even though he's being just just bear with me, because I'm trying to figure out a phrase this the right way, you don't see him deliver the dialogue. If that makes sense. Like, I don't feel like even though he's talking... And yes, I believe that it's Matt Hardy. Or... Thank you. I went wrestler for a minute. I don't know why. Um, Mm. That it's Tom Hardy. I do believe that it's him. You don't feel like he's the one delivering the lines with Bane. And I think it's the mask that throws me off. Okay. Okay. Um, I know we did the movie where he plays the twins. And I've seen part Mm -hmm. of that. So I, I don't want to take that away from him because, but I haven't seen it all the way through, so I can't reference that as well. I saw part of it. Um, Legend, by the way. Okay, thank you. Um, Deb loves it. She's watched it a couple times, and she was watching it one day when I got home from work, and that's why I saw it. But 
by the time I got to it, it was like two thirds of the way through, if not more. So that's why I only saw part of it. Um, Mad Max, he barely speaks. Right. You know, and so to me, this is the most speaking I've seen him do. And I say that again because it's where I can actually see his mouth moving. Because he, cause he doesn't... For a movie that's called Venom, he does not spend a whole lot of time as Venom, which I kind of actually liked, believe it or not. Because it's... You know what I mean? Like, I don't like I, movies where it's all CGI. Like, that's what I like about the, the Marvel movies. Because even though when Tony's in the suit, it's clearly CGI and all that stuff, you get a lot of Tony. Mm-hmm. You know, you do. Yeah. You get enough Tony. You know, um... Even with, like, Guardians, for that matter, even though Rocket's all CGI and Groot is all CGI, you get enough Drax and Gamora and Star-Lord to balance that out. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So, I don't know. I'm I'm rambling, so I don't, I'll stop. I don't really <laughs> disagree with you, um, because there are movies where Tom, Tom Hardy is incredibly chatty and then completely nonverbal. Like... Right, Mad Max. Obviously, he mumbles like every twenty fucking minutes. Right. Um, and for Bane, I do see your point that the only time you ever actually see him lo- move his lips and say something is when he's unmasked in the flashback scene. And does he even talk? I don't remember him talking. He he says goodbye. Okay, so he says one word. Like it's he not, says one. Yeah, he says one word. Um. And I think you're getting the impression that he is just the talking the most in this, not because you know he also supplies the voice of Venom, but because in this movie he is just erratic and all over the fucking place and right. talking to himself and talking to other people and and just I mean there was one I saw a uh, not a review but a comment on Facebook about this movie and they characterized it like I liked his performance because he is not a guy who is getting better. He is a guy who's just getting worse and worse and worse and looking shitty and disheveled. So the fact that they, because there is that trope of a, of a superhero movie where they have to overcome demons and their own, they have to beat themselves essentially and become the hero. And this guy is just, becoming the shittiest version of himself at the same time embracing this fucked up power. But he also kind of picks that up by the end a little bit too, if you remember, because it's not the last scene, but the scene when he's sitting on the step with his ex-girlfriend after everything's Mm -hmm. happened Mm -hmm. is much more positive compared to the rest of the movie. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know. I look, I gotta be honest with you. I went into this movie based on talking to you and some other things I'd heard and read, expecting to hate it. And I don't hate it. I don't think it's fantastic. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's the greatest thing that I've ever seen. It's not even close. But it's serviceable. I actually do think I want to make it part of my comic book collection, You know, meaning you know, the movies. I think I want to have it. Oh, I'll buy it. I, I um, don't... Let me put it this way. I... Tom Hardy was my favorite part of that movie, and he was really good. I think he, he was, was really, really good. good. He was. It was funnier than I thought it was going to be. And yeah. you know my whole take on if it's too funny, that is, is that does that mean it's a good movie? Right. Right. Um. 
Venom, the character Venom, is not someone I would see and have never seen being incredibly fucking funny. He is he, he is an anti-hero and he does have some puns, but he's not that funny. But um, I, but I I didn't feel like they uh, had him out there. He wasn't cracking jokes like Spider-Man does. I didn't. Yeah, feel like he, he was. Wasn't. There was a part where he's just like, I don't remember the exact line, but he was like, "Oh no, I you know you're an asshole and I'm an asshole, and on my planet that's why I'm a piece of shit." Like, I to me that wasn't making a joke. That was that was trying to prove a point. But anyway, I. I know, I know what scene you're talking about. Way, I, guess. I, I guess. I mean, Rico, I'm not trying to argue with you. Believe me, that's the last thing I'm trying to do. But like at the same time, no, no, like, no, we're not arguing. We're. Um, uh, I, like I said though, I went into it expecting to hate it, and I and I didn't hate it. It again, it wasn't the great. Like especially with them changing. Here's the other thing I was expecting to hate, and I didn't was the change of the origin, because. Mm. That's not how Venom gets here. In no. every other, I think every other iteration ever created. He well, it is here. a meteor. I mean, he is a meteor symbiote thing that lands on Earth. There is that, right? And but I guess all right. For, I guess for not being able to use Spider-Man, that's the best way you could introduce him. The way they right. did, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I got to be honest with you. In the beginning, and Christ, we're 45 minutes in, so spoilers, people. We've been spoiling shit since this whole time. But, you know, for that, I actually thought that that first entity was going to be Venom, the one that breaks free from this ship right after it crashes. Like, I didn't... Well, yeah, Havoc, I guess is the name. Is that Riot, Havoc? I think it was. Riot, okay. Uh, right. Which, by the way, I have to ask you, do you think... That the guy who played him, meaning the guy he ultimately inhabits, Riz Ahmed. The, do we? Oh, uh, hold on, I'm trying to get the character's name. Carlton Drake, according to mm. IMDb, Riz Ahmed yeah. is is Riot, but it sounded very similar to Venom yeah. to me. Like uh, I didn't uh, hear uh, a distinction in I that didn't voice. Either. Um, first off. Riz Ahmed was awful in this fucking movie. Was just really? awful. Yeah. We're, him and Jenny Slate were awful in this fucking movie. Okay. They, Jenny Slate was the other scientist yeah, yeah, who I, fucking yeah. says um, symbiotes, which is not the fucking... We call them symbiotes. No, you don't. You call them symbiotes, but it's symbiote, but whatever. Well, um, tomato, tomato. I'm not gonna get shit. No, about that. no. For no one says tomato. Oh, I've heard it. Oh, I've heard it. No one says potato. Oh, no. But I've heard tomato. Potato, potato. Tomato, tomato. Who the fuck right. says potato? Anyway, it's symbiote, not symbiote. Any look. Anyways, her acting was fucking butt fuck awful, and Riz Ahmed was just. Just useless. He was not in. He was not a captivating villain. He was not interesting. He was just stereotypical bad guy who mumbles his way. That was it. I'm sorry. I just fucking. I thought, you know, especially at the very tail end, the 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 bonus credits, the bonus credit scene with fucking Woody fucking Harrelson, yeah, as Carnage. 
that's who he's playing. He's playing Carnage, the red fucking bloody Venom, which is what we've always wanted. We're like, all right, yeah, okay, if you're going to make a Venom movie, fine, but there better be Carnage coming out. Yeah. And the, the fact that, you know, Woody Harrelson had 30 seconds in a scene and he was more evil and twisted and menacing and entertaining than two hours of Riz Ahmed? No, fuck, no, dude. See, it was I, so bad. I don't agree, but that's fine. I, That's fine. You could disagree. I, I felt like, but I do agree with you that the Venom voice and the fucking Riot voice was exactly the same. My, one of my issues with it is when they're fighting, because a lot of it is darkness, you have a hard time seeing what the fuck is going on. Who the fuck is fighting who? Who is who? Maybe they lightened it up for cable because I didn't. Maybe they did, but when I saw it in theaters, it was fucking a hodgepodge of what the fuck. <laughs> and that's fair. I believe that. It wasn't that hard to see, but I, I, I can... <laughs> I can see where you're coming from, so I'm not giving you shit. But yeah. and and to give to go with you to give you credit, I do agree that if they're not going to do a Spider-Man origin Venom thing, he looked fine. He looked as good as we're going to get him to look without having a Spider-Man Venom emblem or the powers or the connection. I liked how Tom Hardy played him like a drug addict, which is how Eddie Brock really should look. He should look like like someone who's been on a bender for fucking a yeah. month. Yeah. Um, but I also have a problem with the fact that he jumped into a goddamn lobster tank and ate live lobsters, shell and all. I thought that was just such a fucking... I mean, again, it's the Ragnarok you know, thing. It, I, I laughed my ass off watching the movie. Doesn't mean it's a good movie. It means I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed having a couple cocktails and seeing a shitty comic book movie. See, I didn't laugh as hard as you did, apparently. Like, I liked it, and I certainly laughed at parts, because there were certainly some... Like, the parts that I laughed at when he was dealing with the dude across the hall, the guitar-playing dude. I, I laughed at that. I laughed at when he got back to his apartment and basically trashed it, trying to eat shit, mm-hmm. you know, and everything that he could get his hands on, you know, so... um. And that's what I'm saying. I liked the parts where Tom Hardy was like, skitsing out like he was talking yeah. to himself and other people are like who the fuck are you talking to? he's like oh no man i just gotta you know it's just, just the voice in my head you know you know we all had that voice in our head we're like no we don't but when we when we got to the end and he you know it after he's met with the the ex-girlfriend again and ran into stan which williams uh, thank you and then ran into stan which was a great scene. I thought that was, that's actually, I, I hate to say it, but that was one of my favorite Stan cameos. Like, it was good. I, I, I don't even remember the Stanley cameo because I've only seen it once. I need to see it again, I guess. So, I, I will tell it to you very, very easily. So, he's sitting there on the stoop of the girl, the ex-girlfriend's new house where he's, she's living, I guess, living with the surgeon because it's never clear if they're living together or if he just has a key, but that's not the point. So right. they're sitting on the stairs there, they're talking, and then he has to go, and he leaves, and as he's leaving, he passes Stan, who's walking a dog, and Stan stops him and goes, I got a good feeling about you two, don't give up on her. And he turns back to Stan, smiles, and goes, I'm not gonna, or something to that effect, and then he walks away. But it just felt very Stan-like, and I liked it, which we're gonna get into that in a minute, because Captain Marvel, but... Um, it, it, well, it, it felt forced for me. Just you describing that, now I'm remembering it, it felt like a forced cameo. 
like a perfect, like an old stranger going up and be like, I have a feeling about you too. Don't you give up on her? It's like, motherfucker, it's none of your business. Who the fuck are you? Walk your dog, get the fuck out of here. <sighs> Maybe, but. I'm saying if they had put him in another cameo, have him be a waiter. And like, he's just like watching Tom Hardy f- wolf down lobster and be like, oh, geez, I shouldn't. I, I'm not getting what he's having or I'll I, have the chicken. I feel like you're just wanting to hate this movie. Like, I need uh, I didn't walk out of that being like, that was the worst fucking piece of shit I've ever seen. I'm like, <laughs> all right, that was that happened. I would, <laughs> you know, all right. Um, what it made what how I felt walking out of that, I felt like. Did you ever do you know of the movie Life with Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal and stuff like yes, that? Yes, I've never seen okay. it. Okay, so the rumor was is that Life was a prequel to Venom, but they but Sony was chickening out and saying, "Oh no, 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 separate story," because Life has a symbiote alien thing that infects people and takes them over. So oh, the really? joke what the plot was maybe the symbiote at the begin in the movie life is the symbiote that crashes on earth because I, I mean I didn't finish it but I'm assuming it gets away and crashes on earth boom there you go right. what it made what it did to me was it maybe fucking want to see my version well here, remember here, we talked we talked about that right I don't remember I had a theory that when spy when in, in infinity war spider-man and tony stark and dr strange are in Thanos oh yeah, ship. yeah, yeah, yeah. We did talk about that. Yeah, right. I just that would have that would have been a seamless fucking part of he, he bumps int- into the symbiote, it attaches itself to a second, gets his fucking DNA, he rips it off, says that was fucked up, and the, the ship crashes on Earth or well, gets on a meteor and hitchhikes to Earth. Here's the interesting thing. What did you say that movie was called? Life. What's the name of the project? Life. There you go. See That's what I'm saying? Yeah, Both I owned by Sony. Yep. So I still think that that has more, that theory has more weight than any other fucking theory I've seen about why Venom sucks as a movie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, all right. Um, Either way, like you said, I, I, I like Tom Hardy. I think, I think if they find a way to bring those two worlds together, meaning the homecoming far from home, world to that if they ever if they ever do it i'm not saying they're going to and i think the likelihood is low but if they're right. gonna do it i think it would be a fun i think it would play well i would be really curious to see them on on screen together going going at it like that i'd love that i think they also fucked up i think they dropped the ball i think for a comic book standby look there are times where you can have certain liberties to to go with the story Perfect example, Ultron is not created by Tony Stark. Ultron is created by Hank right. Pym. Ant-Man. Right. And they had to, so, yeah, they have to take some liberties. You have to take some liberties, and you can now accept it. Okay, Ultron, this Ultron is not Hank Pym. He is Tony Stark. It still flows the story. You're not changing the character dramatically. That's because- why... That's why when we were talking about the post Endgame world, that I think you might get Sherry in in the Iron Man suit instead of the current. And I don't remember; I don't know the character's name, but there is a young African American female in the Iron Man right. suit, but it's not Sherry. But it would I, be. It's possible, I, and I like the risks that MCU does to a certain degree. I they thought haven't the, missed. 
Uh, Iron Man three, the whole Mandarin. I um, I sort of I liked it, but that's a big one. Yeah, I I can't I can't disagree with you there. Okay, so okay, one miss in one miss, twelve years. But even I love the fact that Jarvis becomes Vision. I thought that was fucking a brilliant way of making Vision Vision. He is the synthetic. He is the he's part Ultron. He's part Jarvis, and then he's completely new. He's also right, part we, fucking Vision uh, Mind Stone. Can we break off from from our where we're going for just a minute because I. That actually triggered something I want to ask you about. So, uh, do you know what E3 is? Is that a something to do with video games? Yeah. It's a big video game conference. It usually takes place in LA every year. Yeah. Okay. Um, and usually the, the heavy hitters you would expect to be there are there. Nintendo, Sony, mm-hmm. Microsoft, Ubisoft, um, all those big game companies. Are usually Rockstar there. and whatnot, yeah. Rockstar to a lesser extent, but yeah. Um, this year is going to be the most interesting one in that Nintendo won't be there for the third year, and now Sony's not going. So it's going to be like, from a press conference perspective, because there's the big, big companies have these press conferences that are watched worldwide when they air. And it's usually been, in previous years, it's been like EA, Ubisoft, Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony. And those are your five big press conferences that usually get broadcast. Nintendo right. hasn't been there for three years now, um, like I said. And now Sony's pulled out, and they won't be there. And what Sony's doing is, instead of one long two-hour press conferences, they're putting out these like 20 to 30-minute, like I guess, vignette would be the word of mm-hmm. things that are coming as they get closer to dates. So they just put one out last week that I watched. And they have announced for the PlayStation VR that there's Iron Man VR. So you're going to yeah. be in the the suit flying around as Tony Stark. Now, I got to be honest with you, it doesn't look very good. But my point for bringing it up is... Friday is the AI. So they stayed with where we are in the MCU. You're not getting Jarvis. You get Friday. Mm. So I think that's kind of interesting that they're staying with that. You know? Okay. So so does that does that mean that Titus, Tony Stark might live at the end of Endgame? No, I don't think so. I, I, think, I think this is just picking up kind of where we were maybe pre-Infinity War. That would be my best guess. Because okay. I, I don't. I and, and we've talked about it before, and we can get into it cl- as we get closer to Endgame because we are quickly approaching Endgame. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, but I don't think Tony's going to live. I don't, I don't think the original Avengers, with the exception of Black Widow and potentially Hawkeye, Ronan, are going to survive. I think all the other original Avengers are going to be dead by the end of this movie. You think Hulk? Yeah, I think so. Or Here's the thing. Dead or retired. Okay. Just not coming back. Right. And here's a thought I just had. I think, because I know there's a comic book line where this actually happened now. I don't know if they'll do this for the movie because it might be too much. They may find a way to separate Banner from the Hulk. I I think that's a real possibility. I do. Um, 
and maybe the Hulk stays with the Avengers, but Banner goes off and does his own thing. If they uh, find a way to separate them. Um, which, I'm going to switch off of Venom, and let's go... I was going to say this for last, but I think this is a better transition, so we're going to go right into Captain Marvel, because I saw Captain Marvel today. All right, I'm going to let you talk, and then um, when you want my opinion, I'll I'll jump no, in. I definitely want your opinion, but I, before we get to Captain Marvel itself, the movie proper, they showed the trailer for Endgame mm-hmm. before it. Um, they also showed the trailer for Shazam, which looks like a terrible piece of shit. But that's beside no, it, the point. I think it looks. Fu- I think it looks good. Personally. I I think it looks horrible. I am not interested in seeing that in any capacity whatsoever. Um, I've heard it's supposed to be very. It's got like a ninety percent right now. We. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I have a theory about mm. the trailer that I think I ran past you just because. Hey, people, Rico and I are actually friends. We don't just talk for this. So I think... Not, I, uh, that's a lie. We're, we're, we fucking hate each other. I do hate you. Um, I hate you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, whenever they're showing flashbacks during the trailer, so like the, you know, back to the original Thor and the original Captain America and the first Iron Man and things like that, there's only really one color that shows up. It's all black and white except for red. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that's a clue to the reality stone having a major role the, in what's the going ether? to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could I'm wa- be. I'm wondering. Now, did you hear what, and I don't know if I talked to you about this, did you hear what the Russo brothers came out and said, I want to say sometime in the last 10 days? They said two things. One, uh, Ant Man is not going to go in Thanos' ass and expand. Right. Which they they debunked that. They actually the, went on Twitter and said this is not happening. The fact that somebody even pitched that is ridiculous. But anyway, I mean, I've heard the same theory, but it's in his ear. Like he goes in his ear canal, and then either way, that's just either stupid. way. Look, I would have been pissed. Obviously, Doctor Strange saw that happening at one point when he went through the 14 yeah, million right. fucking possibilities yeah, 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 yeah. and realized that Thanos had a fucking infi- yeah he had an infinity butt plug and that's just prevented <laughs> him. Or um, <laughs> well, get to the more important one because I think I think you had the I'm other just one. Imagine an infinity stone at a, at a, as in a butt plug. Um, uh, then the I, the other one was I think is what you're alluding to is that. The Russo brothers supplied footage in the trailers that aren't in the movie to throw us off. Yep. So this trailer that I'm talking about could be 90% bullshit, which is fine. <sighs> to be honest with you, I'm perfectly fine with that. They also said they're not going to release any more teasers and trailers for, for Endgame because they know they don't have to. And I'm fine with that, too, to be honest with you. Like, I'm actually okay with that. Like, and the last thing I'll say about it before I get back into Captain Marvel proper is they did announce the runtime for Endgame. Three hours and And, two minutes or something like that? No, it's exactly it. And I'm perfectly okay with that, too. Yeah, I'm not going to drink anything before I I sit down. I never do. I, I, I don't. Yeah. I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna be seriously dehydrated. Watch because I'll probably be crying too. Yeah, <laughs> like just losing all the moisture and ejaculating. So 
I'll just be fucking like, <laughs> just, just water coming so out of much every, liquid out of every orifice. Liquid ever out of every orifice. I'm gonna go outside, change my pants, uh, drink some water, and then like have like at least probably three cocktails. That's probably go. what's gonna happen. Steph, you're the designated driver, and and you're gonna have to mop up the floor. <laughs> um. But no, she's, shake, I, she's shaking her head. No, I, I, I'm, I'm with Steph. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta tell you, man, I, I can't tell you the last time I've been excited, this excited for a movie, and I don't even know if I was this excited for Infinity War. I was pretty excited for Infinity War. So. I was pretty fucking excited for Infinity War. I think I was, yeah, I think because it's different. This one is, I think I was more like, oh shit, like. Fucking! What are they gonna do to Thanos? And now it's like, oh shit! What's Thanos gonna do to them again? Yeah, I, I'm yeah, I'm going. In, we're we're gonna have to dedicate an episode to like a pre uh, end game discussion. But yeah, I've got mixed feelings about that. But anyway, going back to Captain Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. So what do you mo- think? I, you know what? I think you drastically undersold that movie. I really do. When we talked about it a few episodes back, I, I I liked it a lot more, I think, than you did, and mm-hmm. I think it was much better than you sold it as. Honestly, like I I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you it's the greatest thing I've ever seen because that would be a lie. Um, you equated it, if I recall, to like Ant Man and the Wasp or Ant Man on that level of quality. It, it, yeah, Ant Man, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Like, I still had a good time. For me, it is no Dark World. It is no. no it is not the. It's not even close to being the worst of the Marvel films. I would. But for, yeah. I would describe it as Guardians Light. That's how I. I would describe it because you get a lot of the same stick. You get a lot of the same qualities. Um, the soundtrack is as kick-ass as some of the guardians movies. It's just centric to that year. Um, I thought, I thought the soundtrack was good, but it was not, I thought the first guardians was better. Well, at a that, better soundtrack. That may be, but here's the thing, Rico. And, and, we joke about this kind of stuff all the time, but I need you to understand this is really not me making a joke this time. This is using it as a point. It's Nin- the music you listen. You were aware in 1995, right? It, I was a freshman in high school, a sophomore in high school. Like 95 is like a pivotal year in my life, you know? So some of those songs and some of that stuff that they reference in 95 is like, I lived it. You know what I mean? And I know you were alive and I'm not making shit but i mean like there's a huge difference i was you know 15 you were three four <laughs> well yeah so I, I was i was two years away from no longer shooting my pants and you were getting into high school is what you're saying uh, yeah I, I was actually going into my second year of high school you know what i mean right. so it it's not so i think because i went i so full disclosure i went and saw it with mike who did our mm-hmm. logo and all uh, and we as we've talked about, we graduated high school together and I told him what your opinion was and he's still going to go listen to the episode because I didn't get into the details, but I told him that you kind of undersold it and that you didn't like it so much and we both had the same opinion that it's just because we've experienced 1995 in a very different way than you did. And That may be true. Um, 
And but, I, I mean, so, I, did, I did walk through the aisles of Blockbuster. I've been to a Radio Shack. Oh, I listened yeah. to fucking not, Nine Inch Nails and Nirvana and shit like that. No, I totally get that. And I do, Rico. I do. I'm not... This none of that is meant as a negative on you. I'm just saying that I feel like it. It still sat different with me because of it also being a pretty pivotal year in my life in general. Do you know what I mean? So I, I think you. I, I, I know you're. I know what you're saying, but I, I, in my review, I didn't really say anything bad about the nostalgia aspect of it. No, you my didn't. Problem, my problem was more directed at. Brie Larson herself is really how I had a I bit of a problem. didn't have a problem with her. I thought she did fine. Like I, I thought she did okay. She was a, she was figuring out who she was, and mm-hmm. you made it sound like by the end of the movie she doesn't fully uh, come into her power. And I have to disagree with you. I think by the end of it she's got it pretty well on lock. No, I, I, I think you need to rewatch my rant because you're mm-hmm. you're saying things that I not really agreeing with what I said. Well, I'm going so, off our, our conversation, the one that well, we did, not the rant. Just to well, be clear. Our, uh, yeah. And I and it, it, I apologize if I came off uh, like I didn't make my point across. I, I enjoyed the movie. I was just... I wasn't even disappointed. I just expected it to wow me. And I think it's my own issue that I'm expecting every new Marvel film to be as good as Infinity War. That was my problem. Right. Because I felt like it was a very good... I mean, I liked it more than Venom. That goes without saying. Yeah, but that's not... But I okay, think I, that's not really a Marvel movie. It is, but it's not... It's but not I Marvel think Studios. I enjoyed Spider-Verse more than Captain Marvel. I, I would say I enjoyed it at equal amounts of enjoyment, to be fair. Like, at no point was I like... Because there have been other movies in the MCU where I'm like, tearing up and I'm like grabbing my friends because oh my god that's a fucking reference to what the fuck right never one never once did I do that for Captain Marvel with the exception of like oh my god it's mall rats right and that hits guys like you and me differently than it would just the average person right I get that right um which by the way I knew that was the stand cameo because you had told me about it as I asked you to Right. What I didn't expect, because you didn't tell me, and it's not a thing, was that it was that early in the movie. It's probably one of the earliest stand cameos in any of the movies. I mean, it's way early. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like Um, it's a bad thing. It just, I didn't see it coming in that I didn't see it being that early. Do you know what I mean? Like, I expected. I think I I gave you a clue because I was like, it's on a train. No. You flat out. Yeah, you flat out told me. Like, no, once I saw the train, I knew what was coming. I just thought that whole sequence would be would have been later in the movie. That's all. Right. They they usually sometimes save the Stanley cameo towards the end. At least the Are middle. You Tony Stank, like like right. you know, or, or at least the middle. You know what I mean? Like even even right. Deadpool. That's at least halfway through the movie when he's in the. You know what I mean? I would say Doctor Strange. No, I mean Iron Man. He no, that's Stanley pretty- shows. That's after he's been through the whole cave sequence. That's after he started building the suit. I mean, like that's pretty decent into the movie. This okay, then Iron Man two. That's the he's in the like first ten minutes where he mistakes him for yeah, like what yeah. Larry King or something. Yeah, 
uh, yeah, it's Larry King in two. It's it's he it's half half in the first he, one. Yeah. He also mista- he, He's also in. He's in uh, what? Let's say the first twenty minutes of Infinity War as the school bus driver. Yeah. Okay. You're right. So I You're- I agree. It's an early cameo, but it's definitely not the first. It's not the earliest. No, the There's earliest one's one probably Iron Man too. You're right, but I. That one's so quick, and, and I don't want to take the credit away from Stan. That's definitely a Stan cameo, but it he he didn't have any lines in that. If you remember, he's literally just standing there looking at the camera, and it moves on. Like yeah, that's not the best least, cameo. No, he at least had a line in this, even if it was technically pumped in after the fact, because Kevin talks about right. that. But um. No, it was nice to see. It was it was exciting. And by the way, speaking of Stan cameos, I know you warned me, but man, that opening <laughs> that tugged at the heartstrings a little bit. Right. I saw a meme where it showed like a guy like saluting, oh, and, yeah. then it, and then and then another like it was the same guy, two different photos it shows him saluting. It's like when you when you hear the uh, the Marvel music come on in the beginning of the movie, and then when you see the banner is full of Stan Lee, and then it shows like a guy sobbing uncontrollably. Yeah, the only thing that I didn't, I and you may have warned me that it was coming, but I just forgot or whatever. But the thank you Stan after the crawl, like after the flip through, it says thank you Stan on the screen. It just says that. And that got me a little bit. That I did. I didn't know that was coming. I knew, but I going back to Spider Verse. I suspected they were going to do something for Steve Ditko and Stanley at the end of the credits. Which, by the way, the, there's a really cool bonus feature about the two of them on the Blu-ray too. Really? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. It's a really cool. Feature. Yeah. I never um, run Blu-rays, but I have to rent it. Yeah, it's it's worth it because there's a lot of cool there's a lot of cool features. I sent you the cover of the the picture of the cover. You never responded to it. I don't know, but I sent you. I, I took a picture. I don't remember that. Yeah, because um, I get the steel books from Best Buy. Best Buy has. Like, oh, you did. You did send me that. I, yeah. yeah, I like. It. I, yeah, I'm not cool. a steel book guy. I love steel books. I do. I if I could go back and rebuy all my previous Marvel ones in steel book, I would. Like I started doing steel book with, I think Guardians two, and ever since then I've been doing steel book with them. But dude, I'm still like not gonna ever buy a blu-ray so i only have one blu-ray because it was like it came with a fucking video game okay well it was hey, batman. That's the that's... tim burton batman came with like lego batman it was just a, it was like here you go here's another disc of batman okay i didn't get batman with mine what the fuck you got fucked over them yes i did um but back to the movie i i did like it um i have to agree with you the de-aging on sam jackson was perfect right um i almost wonder and tell me what you think i almost wonder if they didn't de-age him as much as just put like a wig type thing on his head because he didn't look de-aged that much it was very subtle but like if if you rewatch uh die hard 3 it's exactly how i think of him no i agree and i but i'm wondering if it it felt like almost more like they put a hairpiece on him and no they they de-aged him with cgi but then i also have to agree with you colson looked very plastic compared to awful um mike didn't agree but that's okay um yeah yeah, so what'd you think of jude law i liked him I think I have to agree with you that I would have preferred him to be Marvell 
as mm. opposed to what he was. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he did fine. And I want to just put out there for our listeners in case anyone's going to give a shit. I have no problem with Marvell being a woman as well. Mm-hmm. In Annette Benning, I'm fine with that. I just think if you're going to cast Jude Law, that's a role you could have put him in. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's all. Still have him be the bad guy. Still have him blah, blah, blah. Exact same thing. As his, he's the, they called me Marvel. All right. But we have to, I need to ask you your fucking opinion. Sure. On, on the cat. Um, I the didn't have as much of a problem as you seem to have with it. I thought it was, I thought it was a good comic piece that went through the whole movie. Um, you made it sound like the tentacle thing was going to be more throughout the film and it's really not. There's like two scenes with it that I remember. Um, I didn't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't think I implied that it was like, oh, here's a kitty and then, oh my God, tentacles. I didn't mean to imply like that. I said it was really, I think I said on the rant. That's why. So was it the rant? I thought it was Jordan Argo. Anyway, either way, it, the point is that like I, I had no problem with the cat. I thought it was I thought it was nice. I thought having the goose as a having it named goose was a nice um tribute as well, if you will. I would have preferred it going the original, calling it Chewy. What do you mean the original? The original name for that cat is not Goose, it's Chewy. Well yeah, but being that they were fighter pilots, I think Goose fits better, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I get I get it and I'm I'm fine with it them updating it, you know, eighties fighter pilot classic kind of thing. Um which means that the biggest clue for that was that that cat looks way too young to be that old. What because do you mean? it showed the the cat is featured in like what, eighty nine looking like a normal, like middle aged cat, and then it's nineteen ninety six, cat doesn't age at all. That would have been for us, the viewer, that would have been like that cat's not like a real cat. Ah. I guess I don't know enough about cats to know that. To be very honest with you, um, being I'm more of a dog person, but that's right. you know neither here nor there. Um, look, what did you think of the cat scratch? <sighs> See, that's my that's my opinion. It's just like ah, yeah. Mike postulated that maybe that's not where he loses his eye, and I'm like, I would have agreed with him if Colson had handed him the box of eyes to pick from. Right. Um but no, I I I if I'm going to nitpick the biggest issue I Vives en Virginia. Si recibiste la vacuna contra COVID-19, sigues estando protegido. Este otoño estaremos poniendo dosis de refuerzo para ayudar a prolongar esa protección. No olvides que el Departamento de Salud de Virginia sigue siendo tu mejor fuente de información sobre el COVID-19. Para saber si puedes recibir la dosis de refuerzo y programar una cita, visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Este es un mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. As a social worker, you can become an advocate for those who can't. Earn your master's in social work degree online to learn strategies to connect diverse populations with the critical resources they need to improve their well-being, whether it's in a hospital, community service agency, or another setting. What do you think making a difference as a social worker looks like? GCU offers over 250 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I had was with the little girl suddenly knowing how to change all the colors on the suit. I had a problem with that as well. It made but, no sense. But like I'm nitpicking and that's not yeah. that 
it's not that vital that she, you know, okay, whatever. Does that make sense? Like, it's not the end of the world. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm with you on it. that one. Uh, let me think of what else from the movie. I think I think that's really it. I I was right about what I said to you when we were when I was, for lack of a better word, critiquing your rant. That like I can understand how you didn't know that the Kree were more evil, having not seen Shield. Right. But you know, um, what I don't think I saw coming, and I don't know that you made it clear when we talked about it, or I just missed it. Was that the scroll end up being like? really decent people like it i came into it expecting that they're both kind of just being bad guys mm-hmm. you know and it turns out they're actually not you know what i mean they're just defending themselves yeah. right right um i like the guy that played the main scroll um ben Mendelssohn. yeah and i was trying to think about where i saw him from until i saw the name and then i i was linked it together it's from rogue one yeah he's krennic yeah. and i didn't make this connection until Afterwards, the I think it's a husband and a wife who directed uh, Captain Marvel. It, it's a male and, and female. I don't know if they're husband and wife because they're different. I don't names. know if they're husband. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think they're married, but I'm not sure. Um, they made another movie called Mississippi Grind. Okay, which which is with Ben Mendelsohn and okay. Ryan Reynolds. Okay, and there it's all about like they're gamblers and card players and. They, it's these two strangers who just like meet. It's kind of like Rounders if you took the Matt Damon and Edward Norton characters, but they didn't know each other, and then they bumped into each other and said, "Hey, you're pretty good at this. Let's team up and go to like fucking New Orleans and gamble and shit." Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So it's pretty good. So I think Ben Mendelsohn. I think it's just like so. I mean, Ben Mendelsohn's having a very good year. I mean, Rogue One. Well, that was a couple years ago. But, but I'm saying his career is on an upswing. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, I mean, admittedly, he was one of the, my favorite parts of Rogue One. That's where I know him from, though. I, okay. I know he's in Rogue One. I'm not arguing that, but that's the that's the role I know him more from. I'm, I'm looking at his IMDb right now. He's fucking Sorrento from Ready oh, yeah, Player yeah, yeah. One. That's right. That's, that's what I'm saying. He's having from. a good couple fucking years. He's, yeah. he's also the big bad of that. Okay. All right. Um, and apparently he was a sheriff of Nottingham in that really shitty Robin Hood movie that came out last year. Oh, I didn't see that. I, I didn't, didn't see it either. See we have it at work. I still have not. Like, yeah, you know, Steph actually asked me, like, did you want to watch this Robin Hood movie? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, to me, my Robin Hood's always going to fucking be the Fox and the Disney one. Yeah, see me, it's it's Costner. But that's it's Costner, you know, yeah, I know. For you, it's Costner. Um, and staying in Marvel for a minute, though. I, well, before we leave the movie, I want to talk about the post-credit scene a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually liked them both. I know you said the second one maybe not be worth staying around for, but I kind of liked it. I thought it was cute. You know, it's not. Uh, it's it not, does explain how Fury's got the Tesseract. Yeah, it's not pivotal. Yeah, and, and really quick, I'm jumping all over the place, and I apologize to our listeners for that. But, like, I was talking to Chris, the Green Korean, who was with us a couple of weeks back, and he brings up – I was talking to him off air, and he brought up a very valid point. He goes, after having seen Captain Marvel, he really is having a hard time tracking the timeline of the Tesseract because of, like – all these different jumps it's made. Like, all right, so mm-hmm. in the first Avenger, you know, obviously Red Skull's got it, right? Mm-hmm. 
he gets it, or Captain Mar or Captain Marvel, Captain America gets it and crashes into the Indian Sea or whatever sea he crashes into, whatever the ocean is. Yeah, yeah. and it, well, it was it, almost it was the Atlantic. I think it was the Atlantic because it's like flying towards like New York or some shit. Okay, I whatever ocean he ends up in, the important part he ends up in the bottom of the ocean, right? Right. And Howard Stark gets it. Right, and that's only referenced in the first Avengers movie, if you remember. That's where the first time you hear about it, he says that Howard no, you, found You see it. it. Do you see it? When do you see you it? You see it. it show, Howard has like a fucking a deep sea thing with hands, that like claws and grips, okay. and it picks it up in the bottom of the ocean. Is that a post credit scene? No, it's in the movie, as far as I know. I have to go, but I haven't seen the first Avenger in a long time, so maybe why I don't remember it. But anyway, okay, so either way, Howard Stark gets it, and it is referenced in the first Avengers movie that that happens. Because mm-hmm. he, he says something to, um, when he's talking to Captain America, when he's talking to Steve Rogers, he says, you know, we had the Tesseract or whatever, and he goes, where'd you get it? And he says, oh, Howard found it in the ocean trying to look for you, essentially, is what he says. Right. So then... So then Howard Stark has it. When right. does it well, end or, up? Or, or S.H.I.E.L.D. has it. No, I, that's the thing. I don't think S.H.I.E.L.D. ever has it at that point. I think Howard has it. How does see, it get... That, see, that's where... You're right. This is where it gets a little hazy because when does it get to the Pegasus people and and um, and that Benning's character whose name escapes me right now? Marvell. Just call her Marvell. Right, but it's Lawson or Dawson or something, the Earth name? Yeah. Dr. Lawson. Yeah. Um, see, I'm with you. When I first saw fucking Captain Marvel, I'm like, wait a fucking second. That makes no sense. Because if you're watching the phase one of movies, right, it goes from how it start finds it in the ocean. And then the Avengers happens and they have the Tesseract. And that's how Loki fucking comes to earth. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. Dual shield has it. Shield has it. Fury has it. Yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. The fuck no, it no, is. we're, I'm just, yeah, we're, and remind me, I have an issue with the name S.H.I.E.L.D. in a minute, but finish what you're saying. So the implication is that Howard Stark had it, and Howard Stark is a founding member of S.H.I.E.L.D., and he just had it in the fucking vault, and then the Tesseract started fucking going haywire, which is why Nick Fury had Selvig come in and be like, what's wrong with this Tesseract? Why is it fucking behaving like this? Let's let's figure this shit out. Let's try no, I don't even think it was because it was behaving. Because remember, they were trying to make weapons out of it, i.e. Red Skull. That's Hydra. No, 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 no. Remember, Captain America finds the guns in the... In the, the okay, in, in the Avengers, you're right. Yep. So, see, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying is this scene of having the Tesseract, first off, I'm like... It, it didn't give me the, oh, it's the Tesseract. I'm like, oh, come on. Stop fucking throwing this goddamn blue cube in these fucking movies. Like, move on. Right. Like, I, for a MacGuffin, I'm tired of this MacGuffin. Yeah. No, I can understand that. It, it definitely complicates the timeline of the Tesseract. It really does. Um, well, and then you just have to imagine, okay, so Howard Stark had it. Pro- he may have started Pegasus. Maybe. Maybe and then maybe. He, and they just locked up in a vault. Maybe he didn't trust the other agents of Shield. Maybe he was just like, nope, nope, not not but gonna deal with this shit. And I won't disagree with you, but it's implied in Captain Marvel that she started Pegasus. You know what I mean? Which is what makes it again hazy. I'm I'm with you, Rico. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, but it's implied that it started by this, you know, Marvel person. 
Right. It was easier to accept that, you know, going from it being in the ocean to have to Nick Fury or shield having it all this time. That was easier to accept. Right. Instead of being like, well, who the fuck stole this fucking thing and gave it to Annette Benning? And why the fuck is this happening? And then a cat swallowed it and then threw it up on, on fucking, you know, one eyed Willie's fucking desk, one eyed Fury's desk. And then, (laughs) um, then now that's what, and then you're like, wait, what? what? And I think it was just the fact that they were like, oh, the fans are going to go nuts because it's the test rack. And I'm like, no, I just got confused as balls. Right, right. And then the other. And I, and I wasn't the only one. There are people I saw it with were like, what the fuck was up with that? Why yeah. is the test rack in this movie? And I'm like, I, I'm, I, let, me, let me do some math here. Let me do some aging. I, I know, I'm with you. I understand. And it's, it's hard to sort it out. And then the other issue I have, honestly, and I've had this issue for a while, but they kind of solidified it for me with Captain Marvel, right? Is mm-hmm. when Nick Fury finally shows up with Coulson, and mm-hmm. not even at that point, but when they go to the secret base that's, I guess, underground or whatever, when it's just... Um, the Phoenix that, base or the... The one with Veer, when it's just Veers and Fury. So it's the first yeah, basic. No, it's it's Phoenix. Basically. Okay, whatever. I, that's. I mean, I appreciate you telling me. That's not the point, though. The point is when he gets there, he goes agent. He goes um, agent Fury of Shield, right? Mm-hmm. Nineteen ninety five. Mm-hmm. Just keep that in mind for a minute. He says that then. Nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Fast forward to Iron Man one from a chronological perspective, because that's long after the fact. By what thirteen years ish. Because it's 2000, Iron Man is probably 2008. It's 2008, yeah, 2007. 2008, 2000, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and they're the strategic homeland intervision, whatever. They don't call it Shield until the end of the fucking movie when they quote unquote finally came up with a nickname for it. Right. It's almost the implication that everyone knows what Shield is, just like you know the FBI, just like you know the CIA, just like you know the Homeland Security. Everyone knows what Shield is. So the fact that Colson, I, I see your point that Colson is like, instead of just saying we're Shield, and, and Pepper Potts is like, oh, okay, I know Shield because I'm not a fucking moron, and he's just like, no, we're gonna call it. The, I'm gonna make this really complicated and say strategic Homeland Automatopia Element uh, fucking version and just confuse her and be like, oh, you really need to work on that name. Like, yeah, I've been hearing that a lot. No, you haven't because it's been fucking shield for 80 goddamn years. And it, well, and I don't think it's been 80, but I get the point you're making. Here's what I think happened. Here's the bottom line. And this is not, this is coming into the real world, our world where you and I sit right now, right? They made Iron mm-hmm. Man one. They weren't sure how well it was going to do. So they put mm-hmm. this little running joke in about, this long ass name for shield mm-hmm. before they come up with shield, not knowing that they're going to blow up into this gigantic MCU that we now have. Did they have a plan Did they hope so? Sure. Cause Kevin Feige's come out and said that what we're going to get in a couple of weeks with Endgame has been going on for 10 years. Like they've had mm-hmm. that plan for 10 years. My guess is the start of that 10 years was after the success of Iron Man. Because one hundred percent agree. So they put this running little joke in Iron Man, which in Iron Man works. It's a funny right. fucking joke in that movie. Like it is funny. It's a good gag running through the movie. But now when you put that into this bigger picture, 
with all this other success, it's like, what? <laughs> the only way I, I 100% agree with you. The only way it would have been better is if Nick Fury, when he introduces himself to Captain Marvel and says, I'm Agent uh, Fury of the Strategic Homeland. That's how you fix and, that. Yeah. And then she would say, you're the what now? Or something akin right. to that. Or even showing, because Coulson's the rookie, him reading it on a piece of paper, like, all right, so I'm the strategic homeland. Blah, 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 blah. He's like, I got to get this right. This is a long fucking name because we just can't call it S.H.I.E.L.D. Because right. that, that, see, that's what I'm saying is little things like that is, I liked Captain Marvel. I, I don't want to, I don't want the audience to think that I, one, there is the stigma of like being a male and having criticism of Captain Marvel. Well, there no. is that. Can I wait before you continue? And I want you to finish what your thought is, but I will, I will stand up and defend that. I thought you didn't like Captain Marvel, but I think it had nothing to do with the fact that it was a woman. I thought you had issues with the things that we've always had issues with consistency right. and the storytelling and the way they did it. Your issues with that movie had nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the fact that she was a woman. Right. Because I still think Wonder Woman is one of the best fucking DC movies, which we will talk about when we get to fucking Aqua shit. Right. And um, I, I actually, but I would actually argue that I think that this is a better movie than Wonder Woman. And I like Wonder Woman. I think this is a better movie, but I think Gal Gadot was a better, better See, fit for Wonder Woman than Brie Larson was for Captain Marvel. Bear in mind, I don't know a ton of Captain Marvel. So I don't really have like, Oh, my definitive version of Captain Marvel would have been fucking, you know, Amy Michelle Adams. Pfeiffer or, so, yeah, or, or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Although I would love to see a fucking like 1990s, like filmed version where it's like Michelle Pfeiffer. Although I think she'd be too old, maybe 80s. Um, of what? Of Captain Marvel. I just threw out Michelle Pfeiffer okay. as Captain Marvel. Like if it was made in the 80s, but now I'm like, that would never happen. But I'm like, that'd be fucking pretty awesome. I mean, I'm glad it wasn't Jennifer Lawrence. Does that well, make yeah. sense? Like, because yeah. Jennifer Lawrence would have been almost been the obvious choice, or you know, you need a young woman who could be badass, who's still I, believable. You know, I kind of wonder. Look, you know, actors and actresses better than I ever will, and I will bow to that a hundred percent every time. The first time I heard Brie Larson's name was for this movie. So I'm, to me, she's like an out of nowhere person for this, which I would equate to, and just tell me if you disagree, but Chris Hemsworth playing Thor. Like now you think, okay, Chris Hemsworth, yeah, it's Thor. But when they announced it, when they did of the course. first Thor, who was Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> I would argue the same thing for even Chris Evans because. Yeah, sure. When I, when well, I first he, heard. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Well, Chris Evans had some stuff, but he was not Chris Evans. Yes, yeah, he for you know. For me, though, he was with him playing Johnny Storm in those two Fantastic Four movies. That, yeah. But that's the. But that's what I'm saying is it was just that you, you're not going to be like, oh, it's the dude from not another team movie it, it's, or right. the and dude it's, from Cellular. Right, and it's not so, and it's and by comparison, just to, to for everyone, you know, to throw a comparison, it's not like saying Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man. Everybody knows who Robert Downey Jr. was. Everybody knows who Robert Downey Jr. is, or even, he, um, fucking what's this fuck, um, Mark Ruffalo, like or Ed Norton, 
as Edward, Edward Norton. I mean, yeah. there are those. There are those where like, oh, so and so is gonna be fucking so and so. You're like, huh, Brie Larson. How do I know that name? I know I it's think cheese. The the biggest name the second biggest name in the Avengers group at the time of the Avengers was probably Scarlett Johansson. Yep, you beat me. Yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, obvi- I, obviously Sam Jackson and Nick Fury, but I'm not counting that. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't... I mean, shit, dude, can you... I'm sure even, like, Tom Hiddleston was famous as fucking England. Oh, but sure. you never... Like, he was... No I've never seen was. Tom Hiddleston in anything before he portrayed Loki. The biggest name in Thor, the movie Thor, was fucking um, Natalie Portman at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Natalie Portman. I, I would. I was thinking Stellan Skarsgård as well. No, uh, yeah, <laughs> but to hit Skeleton. But Natalie Portman for sure. You're right. From a name perspective, Skeleton Skarsgård. No, hell of an actor. Bullshit. But... Anthony Hopkins. Okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. But he didn't have a whole lot of online on screen time compared to a Natalie Portman in that movie. Do you think? But I think he might. I, I don't know. I, I'd have to uh, go back to watch it. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong because you're right. I forgot about Anthony Hopkins. I did. So I think. Okay. I think Natalie Portman at that time also. Well, she was probably number. She's probably number one, and Anthony Hopkins number two in terms of that star power because and, and, she, I think, she had just won an Oscar for Black Swan. Probably. And to your point about about Skarsgård, like he's a great actor and he's been in a ton of shit, but he's not a name you know. He's one of those you character his, actors. Yeah, you know his kids more than him. Well, not only that, but you you know him to see him. It's like James Crom- Cromwell. How many times have you seen right. James Cromwell and shit? And like, oh, what's that guy's name now? I know who he is because I'm a big fan, but a lot of people don't so, know. You know what I mean? You know, I guarantee whenever James Cromwell comes on, they're all like, oh, my God, that'll do, pig. Um, That's not where I go, but sure. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's a, I mean, the first thing I think is of, that like, babe? that's the farmer. That's Babe. I never saw Babe, so I can't. You've never seen Babe? No. Dude, who shit on your childhood? That's not my childhood, dude. I had to have you been need- like 17 when that movie came out, I think. Uh, 95. I mean, look, you want to preach about like how 95 was a fucking year for you? You didn't see Babe. Yeah, I didn't. Um, you didn't see know, Babe, dude. It's I, a dark fucking movie, but it's really good. I know him from stuff like, like I know him from like Star Trek First Contact. He was in that. Um, he was, um, I'm trying to think of other stuff he was in, but. Yeah, he, he was, was in Revenge of the been, Nerds. I didn't see that either. Uh, I have a I have big problems with Revenge of the Nerds. But that's alright. I've never seen a, it. So someone, uh, Ricardo, the guy from the guy from hold on, what? Oh, the guy from uh, Amsterdam who likes my rants. Yeah. He uh, he requested I do a rant of Revenge of the Nerds. Oh. And I and did, did I I never seen it. <laughs> And then I told him, I said, look, man, I, I just got to say, I got re- I mean, the, the plot is fine, but there's a part where like, I mean, I'm going way off topic, but one of the nerds gets like, he pretends to be someone else. He pretends to be a cheerleader's. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. 
If he's got Geico, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. Geico will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. Geico. Great service, without all the drama. Or, you know, a, a, a sorority chick's boyfriend who's abusive and is, should not be with that girl in the first place and vice versa. They're just awful. But he pretends to be someone else and has sex with her. And I'm like, it could be the 2019 Me Too goggles I have going on in my fucking eyes. But I'm like, that is assault. And then they end up together because he was so good in bed. That like, All right. That's what I'm saying. It's like you're like watching this movie now. I'm like, oh, God, this is, this is awful. I'm going to bring it back because... Thank the you. guy and I have a. I'm gonna do six degrees of separation to do it too. Check me out, because the guy who plays Goose is one of the main nerds in those movies, and the cat in Captain Marvel is named Goose after that character from Top Gun that he played. So there we go. All right. Remind me who plays Goose. Um. Oh, Anthony Edwards. Mm, yeah, you're right. Um. So. But but getting back to Captain Marvel, look, it's it yes. Am I nitpicking some stuff with the Shield thing and the Tesseract timeline? Sure. Overall, right. the movie's good. I I would call it like I said, Guardian. It's like Guardians one point five or two point five, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's only that even, because it's a kind of a prequel. To yeah, Guardians. it's it's might even be Guardians point five. Meaning, like, yeah, you know, like, so it's fine. It's it's good. I'm excited. I'm I'm glad I'm getting it because if you remember, I pre-ordered it the day you told me about mm-hmm. it. Um, right. I'm glad I'm getting it. I'm also a completionist, so I'm gonna want it for my same reason. The same reason I will probably get Dark Phoenix just because I want to have all the McAvoy um, X Men movies. All right. Tell me what you thought of the Dark Phoenix trailer. I didn't like it. I thought it looked stupid. I didn't either. I I don't like where they're going with it. I I don't like. I, there's nothing about it that I liked really. Except oh no, I take that back. I like that they have all the same people back and they're keeping that consistency. But outside of that, you, you know. Yeah. yeah, but if you want cock cock consistency, look at Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique in First Class compared to how she looks in fucking Dark Phoenix. I didn't get She's a good a look. Lighter, I didn't get a good look. You may have seen an older trailer. There's a newer trailer where it shows her like lighter blue. Okay. And she she looks awful. She looks well, like someone took magic marker and rubbed it on her face. I will. Well, that I can't speak to, but I will say in terms of lightness, even if I didn't see it in the comics that I'm familiar with and even in the cartoons, she's always been a lighter shade of blue than she's been in, in any of the X-Men movies, both Rebecca Romaine or her. And right. I felt like that they made her Jennifer Lawrence specifically darker to match what they did to Rebecca, Rebecca Romaine, which they did. I'm I'm okay with for a consistency thing, you know. So, look, if that's really the only issue with her, then I'm fine with that. But look, I look, I I'm just not looking forward to it. I will I will probably not see it in theater. I'll probably get it just to get it to have it with my collection, but. I'm not. All know. it did was made me want to fucking see New Mutants because it, I know that's got to be fucking awesome. What it made me want, and going back to what we kind of referenced earlier, is that now that the Fox Marvel deal or the Fox Disney deal really is done, 
I want to see what Marvel does with his properties now. Like I, because they have come out this week already and announced that everything except Deadpool is being rebooted. Right. And I'm glad they're not rebooting Deadpool because Deadpool is almost perfect as it it's is. It's a goddamn national fucking treasure. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's good as is. Don't, don't mess with Deadpool. Um, and well, actually speaking of things they should reboot. Well, before you get to your point, cause I don't know where you're going, but I, I like, I like the ideas of what I'm hearing and it's, it's speculation at best, but if, you know, like one of the things I heard is that they might relaunch the Touchstone brand to put Deadpool out through, so that they really? can right, so that way they can distance Deadpool just enough from Disney to let Deadpool still be Deadpool. I could see that. I'd yeah. be into that. I I had no. I I liked a lot of the Touchstone stuff. So did I. I got no problem with it. They but I'm that. saying the the point, Rico, is not so much the Touchstone thing. And I know that's something that probably touches you, no pun intended, because you're a movie guy, but. <laughs> My my thing is more of they don't want to mess with the property. They don't see it as needing to be Disneyed. You know what I mean? No. Like they want Deadpool to. It made something like between the two movies, it made something like one point five billion dollars. You know, domestically. You know, I think they, what they'd be more likely to do is be more okay with Deadpool making fun of Disney because Disney can do that. Disney's fine. Being satirical. To a degree. There's no way they're letting him go after the mouse. There's no way they're letting him go after the mouse. No. You know. But he might go after like they I mean, I I I agree that Disney will have their their finger on the trigger and aimed at Deadpool, but they're not gonna (laughs) fucking um they're not you know I mean especially if Kevin Feige's running it, like he is a comic book fan through and through. He's and he works for Disney. He's not gonna fucking shit where he eats. And if I can but, give some quick love to Matty Granger, man, like, I was a fan of Kevin Feige's before we ever talked to Matty. But right. man, after that, I've looked at him completely differently, in a in a good way. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I have an even higher opinion of him, and it's directly from talking to Matt. Agreed. We need to get Matty on here and talk more about Kevin. And and about Captain Marvel, he he has expressed interest about wanting to come on and talk about it. And I know it'll be the third time we've talked about it, but I think an inter- I think a conversation when when Maddie grades her about it, it'll be much more interesting than us two. What'll probably happen is we'll probably be a starter of Captain Marvel, and then we'll be talking about like how to make lemon squares or something. I also just based on his schedule, I have a feeling it'll be after Endgame, so we it'll might be able to do both. Probably be like you know, when they're making Captain Marvel five <laughs> yeah, with his schedule, maybe, which by the way, did you see the picture of him and Keegan, Michael key on? Facebook? I did. I comment, I commented on it. It's a good picture. Um, it's good. It's a good picture. I, there was one, I mean, not to, I'm not trash on the guy, but there was a guy who commented and said, is that Keegan, uh, Michael, P- Michael Peel? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I said, no, that's Keegan, Michael key. And I, and then a lot of people liked my my like, and then there's a whole like conversation about that. And then I said you kind of combine Key and Peel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, and then I wrote a separate a comment saying, well, I wrote a separate comment uh, saying, "Hey, Maddie, did you tell him about Potaskew? We'd love to have him on the show." Yeah, I saw that. You got to stop doing. 
Yeah. He, he made no mention of that. That's okay. I, 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 I knew it wasn't going to work. Yeah. I just don't want to piss Maddie off. Um, but that, that aside, I mean, to be fair, I reached out to David Hayter. So, um, right. So you're, you don't give me any shit. I've done it once. You've done it a couple times. So anyway, I, I okay. So, I did it. All right. I did one time. And then who was the other one? I'm trying to remember. There was another one. There was another one. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You wanted to talk about a reboot or something. What were you going to say? They need a reboot the DCEU. Um, yeah. Well, and then going back to Maddie Granger, like, didn't he, wasn't it Maddie to propose something about, like, just separating and stop making it in a universe and just having, like, these independent films? Well, he did and he didn't. I, if I remember correctly, I think he said it needs to be a multiverse. Have That's it, yeah. Diff, different iterations of to go with those good stories. Like if you're going to do Superman Red Sun, you have someone else play and you have one person play Superman for that story, but then when you tell exactly. a different Superman, you when you tell a different Superman story, you have a different person play Superman. Right. And right. sometimes you can, you know, do repeats. Like if they did the Dark Knight Returns, well sure. Fine. Ha- have Ben Affleck be that Batman that, because that is the closest iteration that he has already played. Absolutely. But if you're going to go Batman Beyond, have, I don't know, Clint Eastwood. I don't give a shit. God, they need to fucking do that. I really want them to do that. And I want them to do with that guy that we talked about when we did the bat. who should replace Affleck. Uh, uh, Jason something or something the, or whatever. The dude from, what was it, Maze Runner or... Yeah. What? Yeah. I... I, I you know, it's funny to say I like him, but I don't remember his name. But I do. I think he fits to Terry McGinnis. Dylan so O'Brien. Well. That's his fucking name. Okay, and I, he fits Terry McGinnis. And then, right. and then I, I won't take credit for this because I'm pretty sure it was Mark Bernard that said at first. But you bring Keaton back as old Batman, as old Bruce. Bring Keaton, or or you know, you could do it with Affleck. Yeah. You could. I wouldn't. You be... could do it with Affleck. You... I would. I could also see Clint Eastwood in the role. Right, but the thing with Affleck or Keaton is it's kind of like a f- nice throwback to the younger, ba- you know what I mean? Like, that's that's why I say that. Um, anyway, speaking of DC anyway, movies, though, the yeah. last one that we're going to talk about tonight is Aquaman, which I did see. I actually bought and and watched oh. it. Um, and I bought it um, being, you know, full disclosure, because it's Deb. She told me she really wanted Aquaman. And mm-hmm. she hadn't seen it, but she really wanted to have it as part of the collection, especially because we do have Suicide Squad. We do have Batman vs. Superman. We do have Justice League. You know, we do have Wonder Woman. So she's like, Man of Steel. what's that? And Man of Steel. Yeah, and Man of Steel. Yeah. So, like, she's like, which. <sighs> Man of Steel is weird for me in that we all agree that Christian Bale's Batman is not part of the DCEU, right? Or the DCMU, right. I guess, or whatever you want to call it. DCEU, yeah. Yeah. But why is it EU? Because it's not an extended universe. It's a cinematic it universe. It's, it's it's DC extended universe. Yeah, but we don't call it the MCEU. We call it the MCU. No, that's why DC did it. Because they said, we're not the, MC, we're not the DCU. We're the DCEU. They're trying to be different, but the exact same fucking thing. Okay. Well, and they're doing it badly. But <laughs> they're doing it awful. Yeah. Um. That said, you know, we uh, Man of Steel is weird for me because we agree that, like I said, Batman's not part of that. But mm-hmm. 
it really is kind of like a transition piece from the Bale Batman to what's known as the DCEU because you've got Nolan to a degree involved and you got Goyer to a degree involved, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it is a little weird that they're now saying that that's not, I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, um, I, I really liked Aquaman to be honest with you. I was pleasantly surprised by Aquaman. Right. I actually thought it wasn't half bad. Um, no, I, I agree. What what my complaint with Aquaman is after watching it, I went back and watched Justice League. It actually got me in the mood to go back and watch Justice League. And mm-hmm. the inconsistency just between Arthur Curry in Justice League to Arthur Curry in Aquaman is pretty big, I think. Can you elaborate on that? Well, yeah. So he... um. Let's let's get into Aquaman the movie itself for a minute because that'll help me explain my point. So just bear with me. So mm-hmm. as he's going through Aquaman, as he's going through the movie in Aquaman, it, he, it is said that he needs to go and kind of return to Atlantis to fight his brother, but that's not going to work without him going to get the trident of the first king whose name escapes me, and that's not really important, right? Right. So then he goes and he gets the trident, and in the process, basically steals his armor too, or his outfit. Yeah, he gets the the royal, the the golden green fucking yeah. The traditional Aquaman look, which by right. the way, I think they did pretty well. To be honest with you, they it did, doesn't. They did a great job with it. Yeah. Um, because it could have looked bad, and it didn't. Right. It could have looked like a pair of orange and green pajamas, and it certainly didn't look like that. You know. No, so, it, it looked it looked good. Yeah. Um. But in Justice League, oh, oh wait, going back to Aquaman, I'm sorry, that's my bad. But in Aquaman at one point, he says he's never never been to Atlantis. Like, there's flashbacks mm-hmm. of him with um, Willem Dafoe's character, whose name escapes me right now, where they're talking about, like, I want to go to Atlantis, I want to go to Atlantis. And Willem Dafoe's like, you're not ready yet, we can't go there until you're ready, you know, this, that, and the mm-hmm. third. Yet in Justice League... From Aquaman's own mouth, from Arthur's own mouth, he watched Steppenwolf take the mother box from Atlantis. Was it in Atlantis or was it in a separate, like, other location in the ocean? The argument could be made that that's what's going on, but the words that he says are that Steppenwolf stole the mother box from Atlantis. So, right. okay, is it in Atlantis proper? Eh, maybe. Is it? An outside thing? Eh, maybe. You just don't know. Is it, it's, is it Hawaii compared to the United States? It's still part of Atlantis, but it's not like travelable? Right. right. Or like the Virgin Islands or something like that. Right. Yeah. It, is it possible that that's what's going on? Sure. But it's not very clear. And it does make, for me at least, an inconsistency between the two movies. All right. Now, I agree. But does that, could the way of solving that be? Aquaman is set before Justice League. What it? No, it's not because it's, in Aquaman they dis- distinctly reference him fighting Steppenwolf, so it can't be. So they don't even know what the fuck. They, so I had heard that Aquaman was supposed to be like part of the DCEU, but it's also going to be a soft reboot. Like if they're going to 
bridge a new reboot of the DCEU, it's sort of starting from like Wonder Woman and Aquaman because those are the only successful ones. Right. By the way, did you hear that Ezra Miller uh, is out as Flash? No, I didn't hear that. I'm yeah, it just okay dropped it. like yesterday. He, which is odd because I'd heard just last week he was rewriting the script with um, shit. Who was he was helping rewrite the script for the movie? Right, and that was part of a stipulation. Like he he can only stay as the Flash if he helps write the script. And then apparently he just said, "Nope, fuck you guys. I got, I'm a, I'm in Harry Potter. I don't need this bullshit anymore." Well, I got to be honest with you. I'm okay with that because I hated him as a Flash. I I hate him too, man. But at the same time, it's it's just seeing like these fucking pillars just fall. Imagine it like if if I uh, Robert Downey Jr. said, "Fuck you guys. I quit." Like right after Iron Man two. Yeah, like, nope, I I'm mean, done. yeah, no, I hear you. Look. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I want to say something that's going to sound really out of left field, but I feel like I need to say it. I want to state that like I have nothing against Ezra Miller as an actor. I just think he was not good in that role. For the most part, I've never particularly liked his... I don't know enough about him to like or dislike him. I have nothing him. against him as a person. Well, how, Yeah, we don't know him. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, because he's very... He's part of the gay community. Okay. I didn't know so that, I don't want, so there you I, go. <laughs> I, I don't want there to be any, like, thing like, oh, I don't like him because he's gay or queer. I, he I self-identifies as queer. To, to be fair, I didn't like him, and I didn't know he was part of the gay community. So that my dislike had nothing to do with that, you know, from my My side. dislike was that he was weird as, he as was. Flash. It, it just didn't work. Now, is that his fault, or is that... Yes. Um, well... But you know the argument I make a lot of the times is are you working with the script that you're given? You know, and Oh, the script wasn't very good, and I but I will say that he was one of the higher he was a highlight of Justice League. I don't but agree. That goes with but that's but that's my argument is that's not saying much. He 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 was both a nuisance and a highlight because admit it, he was funny. But that's my argument. If it's funny, does that mean it's good? No. He, he was stupidly funny. See, for me, highlights of Justice League would be obviously Wonder Woman. She was the best part of that movie, hands down. She she was the best part of that movie, but like uh, I did. I, go ahead. I did like that Ezra Miller reacted how he. Re I liked that he kind of fanboyed out with like Batman. Yeah, that was I, that was okay for me. Which was just like, oh my god, it's a cave like a bat cave and like yeah. him zooming around, looking at everything. But like, and look, that's I, all Joss Whedon for, for, to be fair. I, I, I've never fought before. I've only really just pushed people and run away. I'm scared of that's, heights and tall people. Yeah. And like, nah, shut up. That's, shut that's up. all Joss Whedon. Like if Joss Whedon had started the DCEU, like he, or at least had hit, put his implement in, uh, input, input in like he did with the Avengers. Like, you know, he kind of directed some parts of Thor. You could see that he was having, he was influencing the early stages of the MCU. Yeah, but they and even he, got he, rid of him. I mean, that's not a shot at Joss, but like, they clearly moved on to the Russo brothers for a reason. Well, they were, they moved on for two reasons. They moved on because Joss Whedon has a lot of fucking flack for claiming to be a feminist and then using his 
you know, I'm a champion of and pioneer of women rights. Right. And using that to fuck them for yeah. the past 15, 20 years. I remember that. Yeah. Which means like, we don't want him. I mean, it's weird because I love the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now I'm getting like weird feelings. I'm, I, you know, I, I still am entertained by the show, but to know that he's. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. In the background, kind of just fucking assistants and young actresses. Like, I'm looking at every extra who's a woman, being like, did he fuck her? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I bet so, he fucked but, her. Yeah, yeah. I bet I he fucked her. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> what's what? Um, hmm, they really are pushing this fucking actress in this movie, in this but, show, huh? So have they really quick? Because I want to get back to to what we were talking about. But did did they have they said they're looking for a new Flash, or is it just dead, or nope. what? It's just it's just dead as of now. Okay, they haven't filmed anything. They haven't finished a script. And do you honestly, think, do you think at some point? And this might be a deeper discussion. Do you think we'll get a successful DCEU? Is well, there's that. But do you think they'll ever just finally say, "Can we cross the streams, essentially, and like let's bring some of this stuff that works from the Berlanti verse over?" No. Like, no. Grant Gustin should be on the fucking screen. To be fair fucking charlie cox should be daredevil which yeah don't get me started <laughs> okay we're jumping here but i heard this yesterday or the day before and i wanted to punch somebody so you know that they pulled all the shows the marvel shows off of netflix and we knew that was coming because of the disney app thing so like that's not a stunner right, right they're not on there anymore well the shows are still but they, they've canceled they're not doing any new right, ones right, or anything right, right. Like that. i knew that did you hear what Disney came out and said the other day about those properties? No. They're going to put them on the Disney app, which we expected, but they're rebooting all of them. All of them. None of what, like, everything that we've seen to this point, retcon. Like, never happened with all of them. And the only You're one I'm shitting. okay, the only one I'm okay with that about is fucking Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Oh, oh. God. So Charlie Cox is Daredevil gone, Jessica Jones gone, Luke Cage gone. Fuck like, all that, Punisher. Punisher, I was getting there. Gone, like it's it's all just dead. And Dude, and I'm what the fuck? That's what I'm screaming. Like really, I get that you kind of want to throw the middle finger up in Marvel at Netflix. I get that, but come on. Show some fucking respect to the fans that have, like, put their time and energy into watching that shit and accepting it as canon. It's the it would be like if Disney just said, "Okay, uh, Star Wars, like Force Awakens and Last Jedi, and whatever the fuck Episode Nine is canon, or no, is no longer canon. We're going to reboot it. We're going to make new characters, new this. Like, no, just call it fucking Episodes no. Eleven. I'll no. I'll take it a step further. It would be like if they redid episodes four, five, and six. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. That's what they're basically doing with this. Now, it's not to that same level because Star Wars is Star Wars, but, you yeah, know. but they're fucking with Star Wars, too, man. I mean, now they're backpedaling. Disney's like saying, no, we Disney is doing what I kind of suspected they were going to do, which was they're coming out with a giant dick, just swinging balls just in your face. Like, look at my massive cock. Or if it would be like, oh, oh my goodness, look at my massive cock. <laughs> um, yeah, or like, gosh, look at my big okay. giant dick. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's the, <laughs> the, the point. They're waving is, their massive dick, and yeah. then someone said, actually, you have chlamydia. Oh, <laughs> well, let me backpedal. And okay, well, my dick is still huge, but now I'm going to take medication. Well, I'm now getting the point. Them, now they're backpedaling about like, they're ha- now they're all the other shit, all the books that were considered not canon. Yeah, that like all the fans have read in the years. They're now saying, "Well, maybe we'll think about those. Like, maybe we'll take inspiration yeah, well, and do adaptations of that." That I think is doing some fan service, but this is just a shot in the face. And and here, so my, back to my original point: this is right. how DC can throw the middle finger back up. Because if you let Grant Gustin Gustin come in and be the Flash in any incarnation, whether it's Flashpoint or a different story or whatever, you right. really can just throw the middle... Because you know how many people are going to go see that movie strictly on the fact that it's Grant Gustin as a Flash? Or it's just yeah. that whole cast. If you bring the whole cast over, you bring... And I don't know her name. I don't know most of their names, so I apologize to the other actors. But the person who's playing Iris, you bring her in. You bring in Cisco. You bring in Joe West. And maybe, maybe like leave out the third incarnation of Harrison Wells as like Sherlock Wells. But I mean, like you know, outside of that, you bring him in as he as Thon, the original from the first season. Like you know, whatever. Like you do that, and yeah. I guarantee you, it makes. A billion dollars just on the fact that you have that cast on the big screen. Yeah, I mean, you could do the same thing with Arrow to a maybe a lesser degree, but if you bring Stephen Amell on the screen as Green Arrow, guarantee you, you get a billion dollars. I mean, I, you and I would love that. A lot of fans would love that. I don't think Warner Brothers has the has the balls to do that. Well, yeah, and they um, may not, but they should. If you want to throw the middle should. finger up, you want to throw the middle finger up at the mouse, especially with what they're doing right now. That's how you do it. Swear to God, that's how you do it. Honestly, I think Warner Brothers just needs to. They need to accept the fact they lost. Yeah, Aquaman may have won a fuck ton of money, and Justice League may was lost no or uh, gained no money. Wonder Woman may be fucking great, and Wonder Woman 84 may be the best goddamn movie that's never going to fucking come out. And, you know, or. Oh, are, no, they not, oh, are they no. not making that now? Did I miss No, they're, they're, they're making it, but I'm saying, like, Wonder Woman 84 could be the best fucking movie ever. What, but it doesn't matter if it makes a lot of money. Their fucking whole thing is all over the place, and it makes no sense. Well, I'm trying to imagine, like, say they reboot. Again, like they say, they reboot the whole fucking DCEU. And I have to explain to my nephews who have their own perfect lineup. Like, there's a, an amazing Batman movie. 
There's an amazing Superman movie, amazing Aquaman movie. They're interconnected. Basically, the Disney Marvel version of the Justice League. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Right, like right. Perfect world. I'm trying to explain to my nephews, like, oh, you guys have it so fucking good. We had this shitty fucking, like, they tried it. They, they cast weird fucking people as, like, iconic characters. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't. There were a lot of, like, this is the wrong director for this subject. And, oh, this guy got fired, so they're going to replace it with someone with a completely different fucking voice. Right. Like, we, we had to struggle. I'm trying to, like, imagine, because I do have hope. Maybe 30 years well, from now. We're fans. You would, we're fans. We're always going to have hope. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. Well, and my, my so, nephews love superheroes so i'm trying to imagine like them having a perfect world and then seeing like wait they went man of steel and then batman v superman then suicide squad and what the fuck was up with suicide wait what's up with batman v superman okay and then i want to get back to aquaman in a minute because i do i have another point that i wanted to make about the comparison to justice league that we didn't get to yet but before i do Mm -hmm. that i since you brought up suicide squad We've already talked James Gunn, so I'm not going to do that again. But I do want to know what you think about them replacing Will Smith with Id- Id- Idris Elba. Fine, I, I'm I'm fine with that. I I also heard that Captain Boomerang is coming back. Like he's the only character and actor coming back for the reboot. I thought Margot Robbie was coming back. I, I, thought, I don't think so. I don't oh, think so. Okay, maybe not. Uh, I, Margot Robbie and Harley Quinn are coming back for that. Birds of Prey movie, right? But which I thought- brings me to another one. Apparently, the Joker has a small cameo, but it's not going to be Jared Leto. It's going to be someone in the Jared Leto style, makeup, tattoos, fucking grill, and everything. But not him. I, you may not even actually see his face. What there? Apparently, there's like a scene where they break up, and he is throwing their fucking clothes out of their apartment building, and she's like on the street, being like, you know, Mister Ch- Pudding, why are you doing this to me, or something to effect. And I'm like. Okay, I give up. I fucking just give up, dude. Yeah. Like, All right, well, I, so back to my my inconsistency between Justice League and Aquaman. The other one I had, because there was only two, and the one was what we already talked about was, like, where is Atlantis, where is the mother box, you know? No, not, mm-hmm. just, not the timeline so much, but the mother box and Atlantis, that whole thing. The other one was, if he's never been, and obviously... So what is it? Would you say like eighty-five to ninety percent of Aquaman? He's not wearing any armor. He's wearing like street clothes underwater. Sure. Or, yeah. Sure. Or just shirtless. Yeah. Sure. Right. But it, but it's even even if he's shirtless, he's wearing like jeans or cargo pants or something. Like he's not whatever. Yeah. Whatever the fuck he's wearing. Yeah. Justice League when he shows up the second like when he actually shows up to fight, he's wearing Atlantean style armor. Dude, I'll do you one better. Okay. Yeah. He is like remember that opening scene where he's in the submarine and he's bulletproof and shit. Like they shoot him. Yeah. And if he is not that thick of skin, how the fuck did he get those tattoos? Yeah. Uh, figure that motherfucker out. Yeah. Yeah. Did he I, use like Atlantean fucking needle? I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're right. Like I like the tattoos. I like the sort of like Maori fucking you know. Indonesian fucking kind of Hawaiian look. Yeah, no, I, I, it's a it's a new look for Aquaman, but I but like it, it. It no, I like it too. I think it works better than the original Arthur Curry. I'm sorry, I do. I think it's a better look for Aquaman. I'm on board. Um, mm-hmm. Really quick, not to change subjects, and I'm just asking you to remind me. There's a 
part about since we brought up the Berlanti universe a few minutes ago. There is something about that I want to tell you about, but we can save it for the end. Just remind me. Okay. Um, All right. So, no, I agree. I, I, I like the look. I like the tattoo look. Um, the only How the, fuck the tattoos? The only argument that I could make, and it's weak, and I know it's weak, and I'm admitting it up front, is that maybe it's actually part of his skin. Like that's like because he's half Atlantean, maybe that's just him. You know, like how you like like I've got freckles and stuff, and maybe that's just you know you know what I'm saying. Like I I know it's yeah, weak, like, but like this this just a bunch of birthmarks. Not so much birthmarks, but I guess just like part of his DNA in some capacity. I don't know. To be fair, we didn't see any other Atlanteans without their shirts on. Right. Right, so, you know, so it's kind of hard to. It's I wait. I think you maybe see Willem Dafoe the first time they're fighting when he's real young. I don't remember, but anyway, mm-hmm. and he did have some tattoos. He did Willem Dafoe, he had like an arm tattoo or something. Like he wasn't as tatted up as Arthur Curry, but he did have one. Okay, so, maybe, maybe that has grounding. But I'm not regardless. I'm, no, I your point is valid, and I and I agree with you. I was just throwing out a possible alternative. Um, yeah, the only way it would work if it was if it was like lasers, and like even he then, had a reverse laser treatment or tattoos. Like I guess, made- yeah. Um, which, by the way, let's talk about speaking of Atlanteans and not seeing things. And I that's a really bad transition, but Nicole Kidman kicked some serious ass in this movie, dude. Like I said, it like Nicole Kidman was good. She was really good, yeah. which I didn't expect to say out loud. I'm like, holy shit, Nicole Kidman can. One, she can get it. Two, <laughs> holy fuck! I can I. I would like to. Get, I'd like to thank Mark personally for adding a new phrase into our regular lexicon. Dude, to be fair, Jason Momoa can get it. Okay, like <laughs> you know what? Like, it's funny. A, I think Mark said man. that when I was. I think Mark said that when I was talking to him about the movie. So, um, I think he, he said that when we were like watching the Oscars. It was. It was yes, he did. Momoa right. and Lisa Bonet. He's like Lisa Bonet. Can get it. Fucking get it. And you know what? Just Momoa. He could fucking get, get it too. It too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's weird? He's not listened to the episode that he was on. Um, the Oscar episode. I don't find, I don't, I don't find that weird. I think. I would. I, I just, would think you would at least want to listen to the episode you were on, but that's just me. Um. Man. Anyway. Christ. Um, so, yeah. Overall, though, the I, look, I liked it, though. I mean, those little things that were nitpicking aside, it was good. I I like the story. I like the way it started. I like the way it built. Um, the dude who plays his evil brother, I've never Patrick seen Wilson. him. Is that what his name is? Thank you. I've never seen him play a good guy. Like, every role I've ever seen him in, he's been the bad guy. And that's not saying that a bad thing about him. Some guys are, some actors are just really good at playing bad guys, and he might be one of those people, you know? He, I, I agree with you because I've seen him in a lot of stuff. Um, I've seen him be a good guy who becomes a bad guy. Okay. Uh, he is in Insidious. I know, you, I know you don't fuck with the horror films. Yeah, and I didn't see it, so... But he's in the first Insidious, and he's a good guy. He's the father of the kid who's, like, being haunted. Okay. But in the second one, he, his body is possessed. I mean, spoilers for Insidious. Christ, his we body spoiled becomes, so much this episode. You're going to f- now say spoilers, really? I mean, you know what? Eat my short dick. Um, and that's your problem. 
Um, he is, he becomes a villain and then, and then he's also a good guy in the conjuring. He's also a fucking bad guy in a movie. I really enjoy called hard candy where he plays a pedophile, but you kind of feel bad for him. That's so, kind of odd to say. <laughs> well, it's a movie where about he's a pedophile. You don't know he's a pedophile, but you suspect he's a pedophile. At least he's a fucking creeper and he meets fucking Juno Ellen okay. page online. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They go back to his house and then like she drugs him and like he wakes up like disoriented and like tied to a chair and she just like saying, what the fuck are you doing with a young girl? And like terrorizes him and mind fucks him and like abuses him because she's like, I know you're a pedophile and I know you are abusing. You probably killed this other missing girl and blah, blah, blah. So you're like, you're like, is he a pedophile? Or I mean, yeah, he's definitely a creeper, but like, you know, and then you, you, then you realize you just fucking hate the dude. I'm trying to find more of him if he's ever. Because this is a he's the main bad guy in in a team. He's the main bad guy in that. I mean, All right. it, he's just look. If he's good at playing bad guys, more power to him. Like I'm not hating on him for it, but it's just interesting that I've never seen him play a good guy. What I what I like is that he is because he's been in like four horror films. Usually they're sequels of each other. Sure. Uh, he's been dubbed a scream king. Which I've, ne- I mean, I know the term "scream queen," but I've yeah. never heard "scream king." I like yeah, it. There you go. Um, I mean, and and to a right. point we made earlier in the episode, like Ben Mendelsohn. I don't think I've ever seen him play a good guy. Come to think of it, well, as, he as, as, as the scroll, that's the closest to him being a, a good guy. Mississippi Grind. He's good in that. He, I didn't see that, a, so I'll trust you, but I didn't see it. So, oh, he's a he's the protagonist in that movie, Lakeview Terrace. Who with Samuel Patrick Jackson? Wilson? Yeah, I didn't see that either. Um, That's when he is a white guy married to a black woman and they move into the neighborhood of Lakeview Terrace and Samuel Jackson is a racist black cop next oh, to him and okay. he doesn't like that they're interracial. Gotcha. That happens a lot, believe it or not. Anyway, so... Oh, he was also in Watchmen. What am I talking about? He was a hero in Watchmen, wasn't he? Oh, shit. I keep forgetting he was the owl. Do you know what? Because, like... I don't know how to say this without being shitty, but he was a lot bigger in that movie. Like, he's lost a lot of weight. Like, he's a lot skinnier in everything else I've yeah. seen him in. He was really big, so I keep forgetting that's him. You're right. He's the, he's the owl dude. Uh, I forget what the other name Night is. Night Owl. Night Owl, yeah. Um, which is, that's a really good, you want to talk about good comic book movies. Watchmen, yeah. Um, I'm going to rewatch it. I, I was bored in tears. I didn't like it when I first watched it. I think I was just too young. There's they're doing a series on HBO. I'm curious to see what that's going to be like. Um, yeah. Anyway, that aside, Aquaman was surprisingly good. I went into it expecting it to be a steaming pile of shit, and it and it really wasn't that. You know, um, right? And I only expect and like I hate to say this, and I, but I'll put it on the record. I only went went into it expecting that because DC's track record is so fucking terrible. Yeah, you know, like the only one that, the only one that I didn't go into that expecting was Wonder Woman, and I was right. It it wasn't. I mean, there's there's bad points in that movie. Don't get me wrong, but it's not a steaming pile of shit. <laughs> well, I had low expectations for. I mean, after seeing Batman v Superman, yeah, and then Suicide Squad, yep, I had very low expectations for Wonder Woman, which is why I was pleasantly surprised. I had low expectations for Justice League, even though I was like, maybe Joss Whedon could save it. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I had I had a little higher hopes for that one and left even more disappointed. Yeah. Um, and I had very low, like you, I had low expectations for Aquaman. 
And I walked out of it being like, yeah, that was pretty good. I'll buy it on DVD. I, I do the same thing as you. I'm like, one, I need to complete my collection. Two, yeah, I'll definitely buy that. But I, I also will buy Venom. Like, you know? Right. I, I will say this about Aquaman, though. And I'm sure I'm going to have to explain this, so bear with me. But I will say it's more of a complete movie than Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Because... The third act in Wonder Woman falls off the cliff so hard. Yeah, and, it's it's not pretty. And Aquaman doesn't do that. You know what I mean? Like Aquaman yeah. is pretty consistent from start to finish. You know. So And I'll I'll give credit to where credit's due. Fucking um Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com cloud. James Wan, who directed Aquaman, did a really good job. Is a very good storyteller and a very good director. You may not see any of his fucking movies because he's prominently a horror film director. Okay. Okay. He is the creator of Saw. Like he and his uh. friend wrote Saw when they were like nothing. Like they, they did it as a short film. The Kevin then, McAllister story. I'm sorry? The Kevin McAllister story. Right. The Kevin <laughs> McAllister story. They made a short of it and that's why the screenwriter, one of them, Lee Wanell, is in the film. Because they didn't have enough money to hire someone else. So when they made the movie of Saw, they filmed it. Like, a lot of the movie that's in the movie is rehearsals. Okay. And they just filmed the rehearsals and said, well, fuck, that was good enough. Let's put that in. Okay. Then he did Insidious. They did The Conjuring. And he, I mean, they are better than average horror films. They are creepy. They are effective. He does very different techniques of how to do shit, but he is prominently a horror director, which is why when that whole scene with the fucking deep sea creatures in Aquaman, I was like, that's where, I mean, the movie itself is fine, but I could tell he really wanted to film that scene and he was because, really into yeah. it because it's dark and creepy and scary. Yeah, there's um, definitely some dark spots in Aquaman. It's not all bright and happy and joyous. Um, I can tell you right now, though, and I, I'm starting to blame you and Mark for this kind of stuff, but like I I knew immediate, from the minute she jumped off the dock that we were going to see his mother again. Yeah. When she goes back to it, like, it was obvious that oh, that was... Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, did um, I tell you that? No. Well, then why are you blaming me? Because you and Mark, you, Mark more to video games and and you for movies, have made me... I can't enjoy movies like I used to. <laughs> uh, because we're very, we're, we make you think. Yeah, you may. I can't just suspend disbelief and enjoy it. You know. Well, here I'll, I'll give you some. I mean, first off, I'm sorry for that. But second of all, That's um, all right. they're making a sequel for Aquaman. Good. Apparently, it's set for release in December 2022. Oh Jesus, that's a long time. <laughs> And a horror-themed spinoff, The Trench, is also in development. Yeah, and I can't say I'm surprised by that. Like, I think, it's, especially if James Wan's going to be involved, you know, so. Yeah. I want to I know who the fuck 
plays. Who does the voice of the fucking giant creature thing? Creature thing. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking. I don't think they... Did they not like <clears throat> it? Oh, no fucking way! Okay. Julie fucking Andrews! No. According to this, Julie Andrews provides the voice of Karathin, a mythical leviathan that allies with Aquaman. All right. Well, dude, that, as oh, long as Mary Poppins, y'all, like what the <laughs> fuck? I I was gonna go with the as long as it doesn't start singing the hills are alive with the sound of music, I'm okay with it. The ways are alive <laughs> with the blood of Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, uh, there's I not did, a whole I need lot. To rewatch it. There's not a yeah, I might have to watch it too. Um no, there's not much more need to get into it, but I, I just want well, to say there that is, it, there isn't. Okay. I kinda went into this I kinda went into this movie with as a personal like my own personal feelings, not really anything to do with the character or the actress of how, or how she played it. But I hated the fuck out of Amber Heard in this movie. Well, that's a big difference from Justice League too, I thought. But anyway, yeah. what's why well, why her performance is fine. She is very attractive and I like the chemistry between her and Momoa. Yeah, it went well. But but the more I hear about her, the less I ever want to see her on screen in anything ever again. Yeah, I I don't put as much stock into that stuff because of I don't know if the sources are accurate. But I know I know of what you're referring. What I understand is to give you some background, she accused Giant Depp, her husband at the time, yep. of domestic abuse. Yep. Johnny had a kind of a dip in his career because of that. Like when sure. he was cast as Grindelwald in, in Fantastic Beasts, so many goddamn Harry Potter fans flipped the fuck out saying, in no way are you, should you have a wife beater be in a movie, even if he's playing a villain. And I admit, I didn't know enough about it. And I, for, I'd heard, you know, I'd heard her side. And the unfortunate thing is, is you do tend to believe the woman. You know, but I do. I also listen to his side and I got to say, you know, I've heard of tales of Johnny drinking and doing drugs. I'd heard of him being erratic. There's a video of him running around in a cowboy hat drunk, slamming shit that she filmed at like nine o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen that, too. And I'm not saying he definitely didn't make any mistakes. He definitely made some mistakes. But. It also is implied that she beat the shit out of him, too. And that even though he could be drunk and erratic and crazy, every one of his partners has said, he's never hit me. He's never been like that. Ever. Ever. And because of the controversy, he was fired as Jack Sparrow. They dr- Disney dropped his ass. To be fair, they need to fucking get let that go anyway. They did, yeah. I mean, I... I- I get the point you're trying to make, but I also agree with that. They kind of needed to kind of move on. So, But they need, I want a closure. I want a good close for Jack Sparrow because the way it is now sucks. Yeah, I get um, that. And, I, and, and right now he is suing her for $50 yeah. million. Dollars I saw that. Yeah. For a Look, defamination suit. There's a lot of stuff that we're not going to get the answers to. and But she admitted to it. She admitted that it was all bullshit. 
and no one is talking about it. When did she admit to that? I don't remember that. She admitted that that no party beat the other people. She like she went to made a testimony saying neither party lied. I'm sorry, neither party um, lied to further their uh, careers. Meaning he didn't lie, she didn't lie. But that also implies that she did fucking lie. Yeah, I guess. You see, you I, see look, what I'm I, saying? Yeah, I know, man. I I don't know. I. I'm not saying that this is important stuff. I'm just trying to keep the episode lighter. Um, I I understand, but I, it did askew my. I get that. My second viewing, my first viewing, I said, "Oh, look, there's Amber Heard. I hope she does well. I'm sorry that shit happened to her. She looks hot and green, and she looks hot and red. <laughs> Great. I as look, an actress, she's fine. There's a lot of that kind of stuff, and I get that. But I want to. I want to. There's two things on here that I'm looking at the cast list that I want to talk about very quickly. Um, then I want to make my Berlanti point and then I think for, we'll for Aquaman you mean? Yeah. And then okay, and then we'll fuck off. Did you know Dolph Lundgren's in this movie? Yeah, I, I saw him. I recognized him. I didn't He's having him. a very good year. And then this motherfucker is starting to show up everywhere and I ain't hating on him more power to him and we just on the one of a recent episodes we were talking about him. Jimon Hansu, the black dude from Guardians, Captain Marvel. He's going to be in Shazam, and he's in yeah. this fucking movie. As who? Uh, King Riku. He's the voice. I think it's the Fish King. Oh, okay. I All think right. that's Riku. Jimon Hansu, yeah. Yeah, and look, more power to him. I'm not... I have nothing against him. I think he's an amazing actor, and I like him a lot, but it's just dude's, like, everywhere lately. <laughs> You know who I fucking loved in this movie? Who is that? Tamira Morrison, the guy who played Arthur Curry's father? dad. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was really Dude, good. Really good. Django fucking fat. I've always loved him as an actor, and I still, in my own perfect world, they need to cast him. If they're ever doing a Boba Fett sequel yeah. movie yeah. where Boba need, Fett yeah. fucking leaps through and movie. he's yeah. older and grizzled, it's got to be that motherfucker. Yeah. Don't go Michael B. Jordan. Don't go young. Don't go fucking, oh, well, now, okay, Boba Fett's no longer Polynesian. He is really black. Or no, he looks like a blue fucking, he looks like Dolph Lundgren. Don't do that. Be consistent. Disney, motherfuckers, if you are, Mickey Mouse, if you are listening, <laughs> you listen to shit. You fucking pay him whatever the fuck he wants. You met him be Boba Fett. We will appreciate it. We will want it. We will like it. It is, and it is also consistent with motherfucking Star Wars. Yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, when you're done with your fucking thing, no. I need to talk about my thing as well. Okay, well, why don't you do that? Because I, I do want to start wrapping down. So why don't you get yours done? Because mine's going to take like 30 seconds, and then we'll call okay. it on it. Um, here's some news. Mark Hamill is now the voice of Chucky. Okay. That's weird, but like perfect casting. I was going to say, he's here's a creepy fucking Joker, so I feel like that works. But I don't want him to do the Joker. I don't want... I don't think he's a threat to the end. I don't, I don't want that he, at all. No, I think you're going to get closer. You never watched Avatar, did you? The show? Yeah. No. Okay. I think you're going to get closer to that because he was Fire Lord Ozai, Ozai in that in that show. He was the, the main bad guy, like, leader of the Fire Nation. He was... Okay. And you heard a little bit of the Joker just because it's Hamill. Like, it wasn't right. humorous, but it's just that Hamill thing. You could, you know what I mean? 
you can always when, pick out Mark Hamill in any right, fucking voice. You, you're like, oh, that's you, Mark Hamill. You know when the Joker was being serious and not being jokey? That's Fire Lord Ozai all the time. Like that just so, evil, you know. Kind of low and like um, if this is the Mark Hamill, like, oh, hello, Patsy. It's like, so you want to go like this and kind of floaty and gravelly. But drop and it down, drop it down to like another octave. Like it's dead. It's more gravelly. It's uh, okay, so, so like yeah, Arkham, yeah. Arkham City Joker. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, so you're like, so I'll see what I'm going to do. Um, you of all people, there's plenty wrong with me. Yeah, see, I think that's what you're going to get for Chucky. I do. I think um, that's what you I'm into it. I'm into it. That would be okay. And I'm not a Chucky I person. Have, you know that, but. Yeah. I know that. I, I gotta say, I am a Chucky fan. I am a fucking big fan of Brad Dorff's portrayal as Chucky. Yeah. Um, and in a perfect world, it should never. What I you don't give a, you don't know about this, and you don't really give a fuck about this, but <laughs> they're making a Chucky TV show as well that. as maybe as well as maybe one more movie. Right. And it's it's going to be the creator of Chucky, who's been in every single movie has had his voice. He's put his imprint in it in some way. He's either directed it or wrote it. He's going to, and it's going to have Brad Dorff as Chucky. And then Universal said, hey, we can make a fucking reboot or a remake. And all the fans were like, no, fuck you. And then they made a trailer. And then the trailer was like, yeah, fuck you too. And then yesterday, they Mark, it Campbell down. Said, Mark Campbell said, <laughs> Hi, everybody. Mark Hamill here. I'm going to look no further. I'm the joke. I'm the joker. And now I'm Chucky. And then everyone said, I'm in. Fucking yes. Yep. Let's fucking do this. Fuck Red Door. Fuck him. up his ass. Fucking <laughs> dude. Fucking the joker. And I mean, that was me. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. If you're if you're going to remake a movie and you're going to replace an iconic character, Go Mark Hamill all the time. If they ever remade Star Wars, if we talked about this, if Disney fucking redid Episode Four, I want Mark Hamill as Darth fucking Dater. Well, yeah, but here's the only here's the only thing that I've heard. Uh, just to touch on the Chucky thing real quick, and you know more than I do, infinitely. But the one fear I've heard is that this this Chucky, this new one, the one that Mark Hamill's going to voice, is not going to be the spirit of a serial killer. It's going to be like a robot. Of it's some a sort. robot. Like, they did confirm that because last they I heard is it, okay. Yeah, they right. confirmed it. Which and well, my biggest fucking I too. My biggest fear is I do not want it to be the Joker uh, in a Chucky doll because right. even though that would be incredibly goddamn creepy, like. <laughs> I'm Chucky. I'm Chucky. I want to play with you. <laughs> that would be fucking terrifying. I think Mark Hamill's going to be respectful enough of the role. He's going to know Brad Dorff has got the credentials, and and everyone loves Brad Dorff's portrayal. I would rather have Mark Hamill do it than a fucking you know, I'm a robot. Want to play? Like I don't want sure. that shit at all. I uh, um, to your point about respect for the character. For Hamill, I think he has equal amounts of respect for the Joker to not use that voice for Chucky. But he has used that voice, whether he's aware of it or not. Like he is using the sort of Joker voice when he's Cockknocker in Chainsaw Bob. <sighs> he does the laugh. 
No, he yes. He but, does the voice like you thought I'd never find your precious blunt cave, did you? Hemp night? Like it's it's right. very Joker esque. But you'll almost wonder if Kevin asked him to do that because okay. you know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. could have been on purpose. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. He also played the trickster in the Flash TV series. Which has a sim- No, you're right. Look, look, I'm not I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just saying I think and you've got a point that he it, it shines through a little bit, but like I don't think it we'll put it this way. I don't think he's gonna make a conscious decision to say, Okay, I'm gonna use my Joker voice to do right. Chucky. Um, I mean he's even retired the voice. He said, I'm done I can't I can't use the voice anymore because right. you know, it, exactly. it destroys my vocal cords. But I mean, I was playing Lego Avengers, and then I unlocked the character fucking Zola for uh, um, Armin Zola, the the not the the other Hail Hydra dude is not Red yeah. Skull. Yeah. And I'm playing, and I'm like, motherfucker, I know that's that's Mark Hamill. It is a Joker voice with a German accent. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, you you can only change your voice so much. You know what I mean? Even as a voice actor, look, right. I'm just saying, I. I wouldn't have the fear that you have. I think you're going to be okay. That's all I'm saying. Well, I, no, I mean, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you finish. But I first want to like do my final fucking thing. Do I it. still now, now that I've said it, I'm like, I'm obsessed with the idea of Mark Hamill as Star Vader doing a Joker voice, <laughs> being like, just like having young whoever plays Luke in the reboot in like 20 fucking years is Justin Bieber or fucking Michael Sarah. Oh, fuck fuck. that. I'm just saying, bear with me. It's Luke's coming like, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me you killed him. Actually, I'm your father. Like, I I would love to see this version. No. no. I, not, I just, just for my own personal fucking, like, well, collection. You're twisted and evil, and I don't know what's wrong with you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I there's plenty wrong with me. Yeah, clearly. No, I I I this last part I want to make is very short and then we're gonna call it a night. But I wanna give quick love to John Cryer. He oh, is What the fuck? He's killing it as Lex Luthor on Super Is he killing it as Lex Luthor. Like, do you remember me saying to you when we talked Superman a while back that Despite all the other bullshit going on in this guy's life, Kevin Spacey might be the best Luther I've ever seen on screen. Yeah. Fuck that. I'll take John Cryer. No shit. He's killing the role as Luther. It's scary good. I I want John Cryer as Lex Luther for eternity at this point. Like he, he really needs to start yeah, he needs to start voicing the cartoons if they put Luther in the cartoons. Like yeah, he's killing the role. All right, I'm gonna have to look. On that note, good for you, John Cryer. Uh, I got nothing. CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. For Podeskew, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts on your iPhone, and Google Play Music on your Android phone to listen to, subscribe, rate, and comment on the show or the Listen Notes podcast search engine at www.listennotes.com. Go there, type in Podeskew, all one word, and you can stream us right there. If you want to agree with or yell at us directly, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. 
If you need to contact the show for promotional reasons, tweet Stephanie at PodAskewPR. Check out Rico's YouTube channel, Rico's Rants, on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash Rico's Rants. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. They're no longer online, but you can contact me for a copy of the full song or the whole Plan 9 EP. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. What the hell are you? We are Venom. and dislikes people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouth feel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500.